Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rusty and Mojo Show episode. I don't fucking remember. Joining me is, or I am Rusty Buckets. Fuck, I don't know if you knew that. Uh, <laughs> joining me is Rudy St. Clair, a.k.a. Rudy St. Clair. And then, of course, the gorgeous, the sexy HD oh Mojo God. 99. Look you at this loved man those. high definition. <laughs> you could have loved those two first words out. But yes, HD Mojo 99. I'm here. I'm oh, here okay. now. Okay. A little too close. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Mojo, Rudy's changing his background for no fucking reason. Mojo. I'm cycling finally, through the old ones. <laughs> finally updated his camera. You know, I think I might put you at the center of the thumbnail now just because you look better. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. I feel reborn with this camera, dude. I ain't going to lie. Okay. You That's can't take cool every for... second, Rudy um i'll be honest i got no fucking idea what to talk about on this podcast because it feels like we recorded the other one like yesterday so i know yeah it was definitely a full eight days ago but you know what it was i'm pretty there's sure no that was there's no way that was eight Bro, days ago time is literally flying no, no, no. that podcast went up that podcast went up like two days after it was recorded and it wasn't uploaded that recently there's no fucking way that was eight days ago i i thought we recorded it on time and uh yeah, but I, could, I mean, oh I could be wrong. God. Yeah, that was like five days ago. We 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 pretty good on that. Um, oh, okay, that, okay. That, that podcast is also not doing very well, so that's lit. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was our first upload in like three weeks, so I get it. You know, was it? I don't know. I barely mm-hmm. pay attention to it. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, man. Y'all How's are... everybody been doing? I've been. Well, I know Rudy hasn't been doing good great lately. <laughs> hey, um... man, I just had a. A rough day health wise i just got some more fucking kidney stones but it was you know it was it was a really rough hour when it was passing but i actually you know passed it exiting that body pretty fucking easily so it really wasn't so bad kind of a waste of time to go to the hospital other than just like giving me that personal wake-up call to be like all right i need you to take my health seriously not could just like a, take it for granted could have been editing videos for me but all right. idiot. <laughs> this man's over here worried about me. <laughs> worried, worried about my bottom line. That was the first time I have edited a non-deep dive video in months. Like I, I was only like, how the fuck do, what what song do I put here? I can't even remember how the fuck to <laughs> edit this. It's been so fucking long. Um, I remember Rudy, you said like you've dealt with like this kidney issue before, sometime in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned it to us. I thought it was, is it like, a, I have no idea. Like, about He's old, it happens. Shut up. <laughs> right, yeah. No, I mean, it just comes from not hydrating well enough and just, you know, like too much salt in your diet and shit like oh, that. Um, no. But mostly just not hydrating well enough. As he drinks mm. some water. <laughs> now but, he's on yeah. it. That, Usually that, when he's drinking, it's like alcohol. That concerns <laughs> me because if there was one thing that I over consume in my diet, it's sodium. So that's that's good. Yeah, you're going to be good. pissing rocks, buddy. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Uh, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the worst part cold. isn't even it passing through your dick and like actually letting it exit your body. Oh, is that's, that not that's the worst part? Not even close, honestly. The worst part is when it travels from your kidney to your bladder because that tube is way smaller. So you just feel like a pointy rock going through a tube in your body? I mean, yeah, like when I was in um, triage, you know, they're like, all right, how much pain are you in scale of one to ten? I was like nine and a half. You could shoot me with a gun. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, I mean, I, I do question like what getting shot feels like by comparison, because, you know, the, the stone passing from your kidney to your bladder for me, that's like an hour long process. And it's just, oh my fucking God. all it's, right. Well, <laughs> as you say that, I'm going to crack a soda open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. If I, if I have one soda, my, my, uh, I get tremors, <laughs> that's good. just PTSD. But yeah, this is like the fucking fourth time this has happened in the past like three or four years. Fortunately, it was a very small one. I didn't have to get surgery or anything like that. Okay. Um, so, you know, all is well. I got a membership at the YMCA immediately after I left the hospital. Bro, I'm pissed <laughs> at you. I didn't go home. I went to the Y and was like, I am here to sign up. Uh, <laughs> how, how? There is not a single open gym within like an hour radius of where I live. So that just pissed me off when I saw that clip of you shooting. I was like, where did you find this, you <laughs> motherfucker? Yeah, it's just a YMCA. I'm going to look up the uh, the population of my area. Please you know don't what I actually, You know what I actually Six. thought? I legitimately thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to drive down to Alabama just so I have an open <laughs> court. I can hang out with Rudy for like three days and just shoot around at an open gym. Yeah. Well, and like the, uh, in my actual city, but like include plus the, the neighboring city, which is kind of bundled into the same area. There's only like 55,000 people that live here. So damn. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty small place. It's not the smallest. It's not exactly rural, but you know, it's My, where all the rural people come to get their, their groceries. <laughs> yeah. And Alabama is not the most basketball area in the country. Yeah. For yeah. Um, and it was also I, like 8 PM on a Friday. Like I think people got better shit to do than the 8 PM on a Friday is usually when it's popping the most. Hey man. In my experience whatever. like later at the end of the week, like yeah. off when work is over, that's when everybody shows up. Um, I actually, there is a local gym to me that I used to go at like 11 p.m. every day. Back when I lost 30 pounds in like two months is because I went to the gym two hours in the morning and then came back later in the day for another hour. I was going overdrive. Yeah, he was on his shit. I remember that, Rusty. Not anymore. Fat fuck. Yeah, Anyways. Shit, I'm on overdrive now, <laughs> for real. Like, I mean, it's just, that shit, just... I, I can't emphasize it enough. Wake up calls the the best word I could use to describe it. Just because, like, I mean, I just I don't want to be having failing kidneys. I talked about it briefly when I was in um when I was on that trip uh, to the App- Appalachian Appalachian Mountains, whichever one it is. That 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 caused a war in one of my comment sections because I said it oh, wrong. That's like and caramel like, caramel then, type shit. And, and then they got in a debate course, about whether course. I was wrong or not. It's like who the get a life anyways uh <laughs> well I, I i told you i went on a, a hike that was like five miles in total from there and back um and i said i said to bobby this is a wake-up call i need to get in shape and he says you say this every time we do anything physical i'm like shut up <laughs> really every time i'm like this is a wake-up call and he goes yeah you're gonna go right back to sleep motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> that's a good good uh, way to play on his analogy there I, uh, yeah, man. Did y'all, uh, did y'all see my jump shot <laughs> post? I've already seen yeah. it before. Yeah, I yeah. know y'all have seen it before. I thought it was funny how everyone in the comments just said the same shit you did, Jacob. Larry Bird. Larry, Larry Bird. Bird. Yeah. I, was, I was looking up Larry Bird shot mechanics today, and I was like, wow, from like the upper body, it's Larry all day. It's exactly yeah, it's the entirely. same. Yeah. <laughs> lower yeah. lower body is a little bit different. I, yeah. uh, I don't bend my knees towards each other like Larry does. Yeah, Larry, I, uh, an, Larry has an odd-looking form. Yeah. For sure. So what, now you're going to be hooping every day now, Rudy, or what? Yeah, I mean, just like as much as I can bear, I'm trying to implement it into my routine where if 
first thing I do I, when I wake up is just prepare to go to the gym, go hoop, swim, maybe go work out, lift some weights or whatever. I'm thinking maybe on days that I uh, am like just too worn the fuck out from hooping the previous day, I'll just like go lift weights because that's just like something that's basically fucking foreign to me. So if I could build up any level of strength, it, uh, you know, would be beneficial to me. I got a bad case of turbo leg, man. <laughs> I could, I could tell that leg. like, I'm just like putting all my weight when I like explode and try to like drive or whatever. It's all on one leg. <laughs> like mm. I'm, I'm practically limping out there. I, I need to mm. really even out that strength to, uh, yeah. Cause as we know, you're an explosive athlete, right? Right. Famously. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can see the vertical on my jump shot. <laughs> what if we, what if we do Atlanta trip 2.0, we come back and Rudy is like, Allen Iverson. <laughs> yeah, I know. Rusty shaking right now. <laughs> Speaking of that, we need to plan that eventually. Is yeah, for May sure. May 13th, I get my second dose of Moderna. Heck yeah. Mm. I know, Mojo, you say you're going to get yours after Ramadan. So, I mean, yeah. we could plan it for like the summer sometime. That would be super dope. I know? was thinking, and I don't know if we could time this, if this would work out time-wise, but would it be possible for us to do like we're there for round one of the playoffs for the Hawks. Ooh, maybe. Mm. I like I like it, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Just go so you just want to see me. No, I don't want you here. I don't want you here. I don't want you here. <laughs> I don't want you in my city, in my face, like rubbing into me. I want to talk got... shit. I want to talk I shit. No, I wouldn't. I yeah, wouldn't. You would. If it's the playoffs, yeah, would. I wouldn't. If it was a regular game, I would absolutely talk shit. If it's the playoffs, that's uh-huh. a different animal. But like... <laughs> It would be expensive, but like, what an experience that would be! Like, I've always wanted to go to a playoff game. That'd be so mm-hmm. fucking cool. I I would actually prefer to be to a playoff game for a team I don't care about than the I know. Bulls. Because if it was the Bulls, I'd be yeah. shitting my pants. That's why I'm like, bro. Time. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I can handle that type of pressure. I don't know. But, I don't know how I'd handle myself. But but I mean, it would be fun though. Like, especially, I think it's looking like no it doubt. might be Celtics Hawks. Like, that's a good ass matchup. Like, we can go to a game. I'm praying fun. that it's. I'm praying that it's Hawks Knicks. I mean, we could maybe. Yeah, this is a crazy idea. We could maybe even like try and do a little meetup as well. Like, hey, we're at the Hawks game. What's up? Oh, mean greet. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. people would like that. I think. Do it outside the arena, though. You don't want to get security on your ass. Yeah. Okay, I see. Just have an event at the fucking arena. <laughs> like, Bro. hey, wait a minute. Did you guys register I mean, I don't know that we'd attract enough people to actually get any attention at all, but, like, on the off chance, there's just 100 people there, you know, <laughs> which there would not be, but, yeah. yeah um, hey, man, maybe. I know when we were talking about it before that there was people who wanted us to do, like, a meet and greet thing but yeah naturally we did not do that honestly that kind of thing is a, a little bit spooky to me if you're like not in a very controlled environment because you just never fucking know how people are man. exactly i agree with that all right I'll bring i agree with gun. that <laughs> 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 no, i got it. it's okay you bring your gun and i'll bring my knife where the fuck is my knife not your walmart i thought knife. you were i thought you were just about to pull out a fucking glock like <laughs> oh <laughs> you bring your gun <laughs> dude i lost one of my knives just now what the fuck oh never mind it's right here there i'll bring, I'll bring the good one i'll bring the machete i get pulled over driving to atlanta with a pistol and a machete mm. and because i'm white they're gonna be like have a good day sir <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the unfortunate truth. 
Yeah, but I ain't gonna lie. I mean, the idea of a mean greet kind of freaks me out. Sometimes I'd be definitely down for it, but it kind of freaks me out once in a while just because you never know. Simple I don't know. Fact, I do think know. about this quite often, though, that like <clears throat> I have added like a hundred, almost a hundred thousand people to my audience when I never go outside now. And when I do go outside, I have a big mask covering my face. Mm-hmm. So, like the potential to be recognized is far more significant now than it was then. Mm-hmm. I just haven't experienced it because nobody sees my fucking face. Yeah. It's not like I have the most standout face in the world when it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, hey, I, I mean, have you ever been recognized before? Is that, has that three happened? times? Oh, okay. And all and two of them were not because they recognized my face. <laughs> One time I got recognized before I even showed my face. So that was fun because someone saw a thumbnail. <laughs> Someone mm-hmm. sitting next to me in college saw a thumbnail of on my laptop and was like, wait a That's minute, right. I know this guy. Other time I was wearing the jean jacket that I was famous for at the time. And they're like, wait yeah. a minute, I recognize that guy. Yeah. And at one time, a guy that I was in class with for about four weeks realized who I was for me talking in class for like the first time ever. So apparently it takes people like, wait a minute, what is that? <laughs> is that like no one, no one immediately knows that it's me. they gotta question it for a while i feel that a while ago at um la fitness i recognize this dude that i used to watch when i was younger he has like nearly a million subscribers on youtube he's like 800k or some shit like that and i recognize him but like i had to make sure that it was him before i actually like walked up to him and say something so i had to like try i had to like draw so much memories back about just how he looked like how he acted and he acted just like how he does in his videos in real life when we're playing basketball dude was stupid clutch talked he wasn't like talking shit but when people would talk shit to him then he would turn up and up and i was hitting like so many like game winners it was crazy but i met um i met someone in person and I kind of I kind of see how people are when for you when like they kind of waited out to see if it really is you because you just have to make sure it will be so embarrassing. Yeah, kind of like like being if that's Rusty you. Rusty Buckets, yeah. who the fuck is that loser? Yeah, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It'd, It'd be, be so funny as shit though because the guy, the third guy who recognized me, he held up the phone of my channel, and I was wearing this shirt. Oh shit! Sure. He said that, and I was wearing this shirt in the video. And it was just, mm. I was like, what if I just said no? What if I just said no? <laughs> it blatantly looks like me wearing the same shirt. <laughs> nah, that's not me, bro. I don't know who that is. quality <laughs> shit. Speaking oh, of my shit. face, I really, really badly want to shave my beard. Really? Why? Don't do it. Don't do it. I know that both of you guys hate that idea. I think Rudy recently tweeted, like, he could change his haircut, but the beard must stay. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I agree. Someone I said know. they need to bring back the cut from a... It was like a tweet that Mojo actually quote tweeted. It was like, check the glow up or something like that. Oh, and it was, it was like when you were like saying that Zach Levine was the biggest question mark among like oh, yeah. him, Chris. He Dunn, was. He just yeah, he tore his ACL. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it was um not 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 the most flattering image of you. Oh, that's just what I used to look like. It's not like it's not like that was like a bad angle. That's just what I looked like. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of up your nose. It it was a, a little bit of both. <laughs> well, I had a horrible haircut, was 40, 30 pounds heavier. It used to be 40, but I gained weight. <laughs> and I used to have severe acne, and I don't have that anymore thanks to Accutane. So 
It was not a, yeah, I just I should not have not an I, ad. No, it's not <laughs> an ad. I, taking taking Accutane was actually kind of a nightmare. So it's not an ad. Did you say uh, it burned your lips or some shit like it that? Made my lips bleed constantly. Um mm. and actually if oh, you yeah. watch if you watch old videos of mine, my lips are extremely bright red. And it's and people people would ask me if I was wearing makeup. It's like, no, my lips are just constantly bleeding. Um <laughs> I'd have very minor acne now when I used to have severe acne, uh, mm. which is nice, but I don't, like, <laughs> I, I, my dad was like, cause I stopped doing it during the, at the start of the pandemic when I was like 70% complete. And my dad recently was like, so you're going to finish the Accutane to completely get rid of your acne. I'm like, I'm fine with like a little bit. It's not, mm. I don't want my <laughs> lips to bleed for another like month and a half. I was pretty happy when that was done. So I'm yeah. not going back. Um, yeah. Just wash your face instead. <laughs> wash your face, change your pillowcases, and all that good stuff. Change your pillows, yeah. dude. I think I was like fucking like a year out of the house before I realized like how bad you need to wash your pillowcases to keep your face clean. Like mm. I, I was just like enduring that shit. I'll be honest, I don't be doing that. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. And yeah, I mean, just like last year or two years ago, I just started washing my pillowcases on a consistent basis. All right, I guess I've learned something new today. I don't really <laughs> wash my sheets that consistently. Yeah, you it's don't? a. I just I have a bad habit of just like keeping a ton of sheets on my bed, <laughs> just because mm. I feel like it's cleaner and I want to like protect my mattress, but I also don't want to get like a mattress protector because I feel like they're noisy. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's whatever. I should probably just buy a mattress protector. I am so desperately looking forward to finally moving the fuck out like why what's it been driving every uh just like like things like the fucking mattress and all that shit and like when i move out i'm gonna be grown up as shit but like in my head there's a mental block and it's like i still gotta act like a fucking kid while i'm living with my parents i don't know what it is yeah really Mm. not like not like i'm like fucking wham (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah what you mean by i need i need i need examples i need examples but like in my head like certain improvements that i can make i'm like i'll do that shit once i move out (laughs) oh okay gotcha i still do something that to a lot of people is a cardinal (laughs) sin i eat in my bed very frequently ew yeah yeah um i I try not to do that the 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 worst i'll do but here's outside of like having like a meal with my girlfriend on the bed or something like that where it's like a whole ass thing is i'll just get like some crackers and eat them in bed right before i go to sleep but crackers are like all crumb city so (laughs) but like the thing the thing is though the reason i eat in bed is because i don't like being out in my like kitchen or like a living room or whatever because i just like being alone so i don't just eat on your desk rather just bring the food over or my bed's more comfortable (laughs) oh my gosh your bed's more comfortable than your chair okay well that is that does make sense i just don't want to risk like i grew up with so many crumbs and also the shit from my bed i made it a rule for myself to never eat on my bed since i was like 16 15 years old and ever since then, I've been having peaceful sleep, crumbless bed, and all that shit, bro. Yeah, I used to be, like, fucking disgusting. Like, I used to be, like, pigsty-type shit, um, mm. where just my entire room was a disaster constantly. Clothes and wrappers and, like, dishes everywhere. And I don't know what happened. Like, I turned, like, 16 or 17, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And now, now if my room's even 10% dirty, it pisses me off. So 
I'm glad that shift happened and it pisses me off. I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast, but it pisses me off when my mom is like, oh, you get your own place. It's going to be such a disaster. You're going to have to call me to go clean it up. It's like, no, it won't. I'm going to clean that shit because yeah. I don't fuck with that anymore. I'm not the same as I used to be. That's sweet. Yeah. Your, mom, your mom just wants to feel wanted. Anytime you walk in my room, Facts. anytime you walk in my room, that shit's clean. Uh, acknowledge it. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> yeah. Shit, okay. I mean, if your mom wants to come over and do your laundry or whatever, just oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she was trying. She was trying to get me to let her put a garden in my backyard. I was like, "Fuck, that's it. cute. I'm not, I'm not gonna use the space, so go <laughs> yeah. for it. I don't care." Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> just uh, your mom's just like your father won't let me put a garden in our backyard. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly <laughs> it. My dad is like very. Pi- I get my pickiness from him. Like he needs his yard to be. I don't know what it is with dads and yards, but they really care about their fucking yard. And if mm. something's one percent off, he gets he's not happy. Bro, I'm just mm. if I ever have a yard, God forbid, I'm just trying to have like fucking turf. I'm not trying to cut my grass. That shit's weak. I hate cutting grass. <laughs> I grew up cutting grass, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, I did too, and I just I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the feeling of cutting grass. Good, it's a good exercise. But my thing is, I'm also allergic to grass, so I would have to wear pants. I would have to wear pants because it would get on my legs and itch like a motherfucker. So I'd have to wear pants in like 95 degree weather. So that part wasn't fun. Yeah, that That fucking reeks. Pretty fucking miserable. That fucking reeks. But cut grass. I don't know why, but it's just soothing. When I see like my yard is kind of out of line and kind of hectic as fuck, it just makes me. A little bit more anxious than usual. I don't know what it is. It's unevenness all like, around. It's like getting know. a new. It's like getting a new haircut. Mm. <laughs> it's a haircut for outside. <laughs> yeah, and outside, <laughs> yard got a haircut. Uh, but it's like it's just like okay, we've reset back. Maybe to my pubes. Uh, what? <laughs> That's a better comparison. I ain't gonna lie. That's a better comparison. Not my haircut. My, my, you know what? I cut down there, you know what? You, you know what? God damn it! We have talked about how we wipe our ass on this podcast. Are we pube? Are we? That's, are we manscapers here? That's yes, yes, exactly. That's a, a much better comparison. This is a bad. I keep bringing up Bobby, but this is a thing with him. He's like, I don't know why the fuck you shave your balls. I'm like, how do you not? You animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you? Why would you not? <laughs> Yeah. He goes, nah, it's a jungle down there. I'm like, are you proud of that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully he's cool with me saying this. I doubt because he, he, he always acts proud as hell about it when he says it. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah, go go uh, comment on Bobby's channel, everyone. This thing, it's a jungle down there. <laughs> yeah, like, I, doesn't he have like, doesn't he have a girlfriend too? I'm pre- like, I don't know. I don't Not know. Man. It's, oh, it's, really? No, no. More no. subjects. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Rudy has a chance now. <laughs> With Bobby? Right, right. That's that's a plot twist right there. Rudy oh, leaves dude. his girlfriend for Bobby. Yeah, that, that'd be the ultimate uh, twist. Oh my god. All I'm right. Dead. Um what the fuck were we talking about? Oh yeah. Uh so basically there's like you trim the part that's above to be relatively short because you don't want that to get too long. And right. then anything like top a dick down to like right under the scrote completely clean shaven 
Yeah, right. I, I think we're we're on similar levels in that regard. Yeah, bro. Me and Lex, I, I like to go Amber Rose in this bitch. I like my shit bald, dude. I ain't gonna lie. I feel the, I feel like the cleanest. Like that's just me. I feel like the cleanest, bro. Like like this. You did like, not just say I like to go Amber Rose in this shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I just it just makes me feel good about myself when after I get done working out, like I don't smell as bad. Yeah, I definitely feel like the hair retains like a little bit more bacteria. I'm not sure about the science on that, but it it definitely mm. feels that way. Oh, man, it looks bigger when it's shorter hair. So that too, <laughs> that too. I mean, that you got too. the hair like right around like the base that like you know shortens the appearance a lot if it gets too thick because that like just kind of blends into. Yeah, it's literally just like a head poking pubes. poking out of a bush. <laughs> 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 I, I remember the one thing I will say though is like also if you if you just never shaved your balls before, you if you do it, you have to do it for the rest of your life because like when you shave, it makes the tip of the hair really pointy. So if it get, when it gets long, it starts to dig into shit, and like that's when I realize I have to shave again because I'm like my dick is poking into itself constantly. So time to go shave. Yeah, almost almost high quality razors, and almost, I, don't, I don't think my pubes are sharp. <laughs> almost every single time that happens is like in the middle of the night too. I'm like fuck, I had to get up and go shave my nuts because <laughs> I can't sleep right now with this poking. <laughs> Yeah, Anyways, this, is, this podcast has gone far too TMI. Also, the rest of the Emojo show sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> uh, that would be just a crazy setup transition. I, I wish we had that deal right now. The yeah, only sponsorships that we've had is like I had one dude that I saw reach out to our email mm-hmm. with the business part of it. Like it's Hoops Cast Business, but business is misspelled, which I think is fucking it hilarious. Is? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's hoops cast boisness. <laughs> oh my god! The eyes before the S, which is a mistake I would make all the time before like high school, but that's mm-hmm. that's what it says. <laughs> oh, uh, but, I do that all the fuck. I always spell the I first. Yeah, yeah. Hoops cast boisness. <laughs> that's just one of those words I always spell wrong. One of barely. I always spell barely like barley, dude. Yeah, I, I if you could put them the both time. on on the screen right now. I couldn't tell you which is which. So, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I always put the L before the E, uh, which, mm. which doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we've had um a few people reach out to that inbox. The only one I really remember is someone had like a NBA related streetwear thing. Um, they just wanted to send us some shirts. Now, Why is our know, podcast getting more shit than my actual email for a channel <laughs> with 150k no one hits me up not a single person dude do you not have do you not have like your email in your business email under your description box i don't know i don't know if it's in my description it might be you're you're an idiot you but have it's to in when it's in my it. channel um mm-hmm. like about section yeah i mean it would be hard to find if they cared to find it i know it's on your twitter, it's on yeah. my twitter like yeah. although they usually wouldn't look at i just hopefully, yeah, honestly hope, hope, honestly hopefully they don't look at my twitter before <laughs> oh yeah dude honestly if i ever make it big somewhere i have to delete my twitter i have to i have to i have to it's a must because i have some i i've said wild things and i'm going to continue to say wild things until like oh, some big moment happens no, no, yeah. no, i i i would not sacrifice that part of myself to yeah. make it big quote unquote like i want who i am to be the selling mm-hmm. point see so there's a, some... that includes Haley williams tweets that's part of who i am yeah 
there's a there's this point. internship that I'm considering applying for. It might actually be too late. It's been a week or two since I saw the listing. I've just been mm-hmm. mulling it over. But um, it's a it's an internship in our industry here, you know, and it would just be like ten weeks over the summer. So it sounds like a pretty cool little gig. Um, but I don't really want to start putting out like the kind of content that I want to do per se before I apply. Uh, just because the nature of that is a little bit edgy and like very critical of like NBA media as a whole. And like, that's a huge part of its uh. egos, you know? And so like, I don't want to like get in on NBA media and then then be like, why did you post this video? <laughs> you know, I, but if they come through my tweets, they'll just see like, I see a lot of people say things to me like they're like, oh, one day you're going to be working at ESPN. I'm like, I don't want to work at ESPN. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I have trashed their business model and the disingenuousness of everything that they do to like if they background check me at all, they're going to know that I'm completely anti everything that they are. So, yeah, they wouldn't hit me up even if I wanted them to, which I don't. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to fucking happen. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't really see that happening for, for any of us for that same reason, honestly. I mean, the, the whole landscape of sports media right now is very similar to the landscape of just like general news media, not even just sports media, and that it's 24-7. Every day you need a new story to get the eyes on you, even when there's nothing fucking really happening. Yeah. Kevin, Durant, Kevin Durant briefly forgot Russell Westbrook's name, and that's the top story of the day. Like, yeah. come on, bro. Yeah, that shit is, Which is like, shit is you know, bug. it doesn't do that much harm because it's just sports, you know? But, like, you take that same model and apply it to, like, real-life shit that matters way more. And it definitely does harm. You get well, people also, up in arms about shit that doesn't matter when your job as the news media is to give people stories that are important. Also, sure, it doesn't matter like in the world, like overall, just because it is just sports. But I do think that stuff hurts the sport itself because I think yeah. it's I think for uh, for a casual fan, the people that enjoy espn and that kind of content from like the skip baylesses and Stephen a's of the world Mm -hmm. they are not the right fan for the nba i think but then also for the people that don't like it it's going to turn them off Mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure you're doing your next uh deep dive on skip uh, bayless right right i didn't know you are totally good i want want to just i want to explore the nature of the, the fact that he can build a career off of hating on another person's career. Like that's yeah. such an odd thing. Yeah. You need to, to research the, the principles behind this one podcast, which I believe is basically canceled now just because they haven't uploaded in what is probably like close to a year, but it's from the same radio station that one of the hosts of uh, the rights to Ricky Sanchez mm-hmm. uh, works on. Uh, which is, you know, the guys who invented the term, the process, uh, those guys. And basically it's him and two other people from that radio station kind of doing a meta analysis of that whole landscape of like the Skip Bayless and Callan Cowherd and Stephen A's of the world, where they take all these hot takes and they, they grade them. They give their own hot takes every week. They take fan hot takes. It's all about hot takes, but it's from like, a very meta perspective where they understand that the purpose of these hot takes isn't to be accurate. 
It's to drive conversation and to polarize people, to split people up into two groups, people who agree and people who disagree and force them to fight amongst each other. And that creates a promotional cycle around your idea that you put out there. You know, Kevin Durant saying that, you know, briefly forgetting Russell Westbrook creates space, right, for these hot takes to come in about whether or not Kevin Durant was being disingenuous or not, whether or not uh, Kevin Durant is right to put Russ in his top five teammates of all time or wrong. And these sort of hot takes, they exist just to create conversation, to promote the show, to, you know, get the ratings up and make more money. And they understand this from a, a very uh, informed perspective. And I think that if you're going to do this Skip Bayless deep dive, then you have to at least listen to an episode or two of this podcast just to sort of get that right, perspective. Send me the best episode. I'll give it a, a, yeah, a watch. Most, I most certainly will. It's it's excellent. Uh, I wish they still uploaded it, but alas, I, I think I think a lot of people are like, like when I, I, I said that I was going to make a video on them, they were like, oh, you're going to expose how bad his takes are. I'm like, the actual takes themselves is not what's interesting about Skip yeah. Bayless. Yeah. My, my, the thing that's interesting to Skip Bayless to me and like just that whole space is trying to evaluate whether or not the dude spitting it actually believes it. Because oh, on, like mm. on, the, um, on the Art of the Take pod, when they give their own original hot takes – they have a rule amongst themselves where they have to at least 65% believe it or like 60% believe it. You know, they have to mean what they say, even if it's like a little bit questionable in their own mind, mm-hmm. they can't just outright lie for the take that doesn't that exist me. on these shows. <laughs> that, annoys yeah, exactly. me. that annoys me when I, when I ask for a hot take and it's some stupid bullshit and a guy will reply that stupid bullshit. And they go, well, I don't think it, I'm just saying a hot take. It's like, don't waste my fucking time with something you don't believe. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That's just not, I think Michael Jordan wasn't even a top 30 player in the nineties. You don't actually think that, but you're going to expect me to respond to that. Like that's, yeah. that's such dog shit. <laughs> yeah. And, and like I don't understand how the, basically that's entire fucking Skip Bayless's career is like LeBron James not a top ten player of all time like come on dude he said come some on, stupid dude. shit about Steph Curry the other day too he, I, he, I, he said I Bill he said Bill Walton was better all time than Steph Curry it's like yeah. dude you don't oh think God. that he said you Harden was over Curry as well you don't too. also I I didn't yeah. realize Skip Bayless had like takes about Steph that were negative because yeah. For me, LeBron is a thing that I, sticks out constantly. Mm-hmm. But why would Skip Bayless not fucking adore Steph Curry? Wouldn't that yeah. if he actually gave a shit about the demise of LeBron's career or whatever the fuck, would Steph yeah. Curry not be someone he wants to suck off constantly? Like that's that that was ludicrous to me. Well, I agree. I, I suppose not because the 2016, right? It's like the three-one comeback against Steph. Yeah, Curry. but if overall, he props up Steph, then therefore he would have to prop up LeBron a little bit and acknowledge. But that. I think if Steph never made the blow-up that he did, LeBron probably has two, at least two more championships right now. Because mm-hmm. there was no other team in the West that I think was gonna get in the way of the Cavs outside of 2018. And hell, maybe the situation is different in 2018. That's a different team. Don't make that your background. <laughs> That looks so creepy, dog. Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless shirtless is my sleep paralysis demon. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
got you, you shouldn't i don't care how in shape you are if you're 70 years old your body doesn't look good i'm sorry Stop, <laughs> don't bro, do this way too wrinkly bro <laughs> here's another one <laughs> jesus christ this one's slightly less revealing bro that easy, uh, that lazy eye is killing me <laughs> bro just imagine you're like in a locker room uh, like and you just see this guy <laughs> with the towel that's way too low on his waist <laughs> <laughs> there, there, now, now we're nice and clean. <laughs> oh wow, that's sexist, Rudy. You're gonna get in the way of the woman. Uh, fine. <laughs> oh, now you're gonna cover the black man. Wow. God damn it. <laughs> that boy cannot win. It's <laughs> 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 oh, uh, <laughs> rich. Here, I'll just oh, find shit, a different man. photo entirely. <laughs> One would skip in the middle, and that way I cover him by default. <laughs> Rudy oh, shit, with man. sweat on his forehead desperately searches. Right. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> no. Solid I think uh, Shannon Sharp is a good yin to Skip's yang. Yeah, I mean, we can't, they definitely I, miss each other. Well, they are inter- They are entertaining. I don't think that's yeah. up for debate for the most part. And yeah. I, I, Shannon, I give an excuse just because he is just very entertaining. So I, when he says stupid shit, I'm like, whatever, man. I don't really care. You're entertaining, so you get a pass. Um, mm-hmm. Do y'all consider like Cha- Shaq and Chuck sort of in that realm of like takesmen, people, no. people who like make hot takes for a living? Oh, no, I, not really. I think they're those jackasses. Yeah, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't either. Yeah, I wouldn't put them in that. Ca- I, I just think the they're jackasses. I don't think they're. I don't think there's anything takesman like about them because their job is not to give takes; they just do it sometimes. Yeah, they're just yeah. I won't even I won't even put them like in the same category as Shannon. They're just old geezers who like to say things, leave comments about how weak the game is today, and all sort of shit. I wouldn't. I can't stand watching NBA on TNT or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, mm-hmm. It's I can't stand it. I mean, I think it's entertaining. Yeah. It's, it's it's entertaining as fuck. I like seeing Shaq and no, yeah. It is inter- it is entertaining when they're fucking around. It is horrifying mm. when they actually try to make any point ever, rather but, that be rather that be uh-huh. political or basketball. Yeah. I love seeing <laughs> Kansas Parker's an NBA player who sometimes features on there. Dwayne Wade features on there once in a while too. Well, and I love seeing a, she's not an NBA player that. Well, you know what there. I mean. W- you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's very good, and Dwayne Wade is very good. I'm glad Dwayne Wade is doing uh, analysis because yeah. he's good at it. Yeah, but one of my favorite parts, whenever like Kansas does be in this, Kansas does show up, is that whenever she she like literally is doing a better job than Shaq or Chuck By a mile. or whoever's talking. By a mile, yeah, and correcting him like a motherfucker about just simple basketball. She understands the modern game. And like that one clip where Shaq's like, "Why don't you fight over the screen and play man and like, yeah, not switch?" And it's like, Shaq, do you realize how much you would get fucked if yeah. you switch? If you didn't switch, actually, yeah. you'd get fucked regardless. Shaq would get destroyed defensively in the modern <laughs> NBA. Yeah, but absolutely. like, but like seriously, dude, like, yeah, it's it's not. There's a reason that people don't switch or people do switch. It's because you can't not with how good shooters are today. But his big lumbering yeah. ass doesn't understand that i yeah <laughs> I'm, what I've, I've, seen, burned, though, I've burned so many bridges 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're not, they're not going to let me interview Shaq and uh, and Kenny like they let uh, King of the Fourth Quarter do. Like, yeah, that's that shit is That shit is deceased. Well, from what I've seen, though, personally, basketball like halftime basketball games are more entertaining when they're on TNT. For me personally, because like, like what, is, what else game, is there to compare to? Really, exactly. There's nothing. That fucking There's Paul nothing. Pierce crew. Yeah, I hate that Jalen. What, what's his name? Jalen Jalen Rose. Jaylen yeah, Jalen Rose, Mister Eighty One. Like, I just can't watch that shit. Bro. Some attractive <laughs> woman that they hired because they need to meet a quota of female people. Oh, Paul Pierce don't even work there anymore. Why do you mention? Yeah, him? I know, Why but it used to be that. I think Chauncey yeah. Chauncey Billups ain't bad. That's pretty. Why much didn't it. we talk about the whole Paul Pierce situation? Did we? Nah, I think we may have briefly, but I could just yeah, be confusing that with like my time editing at Let's Keep It. I really don't. They don't. I don't. I really. I just thought it was pretty funny. That's about it. You don't have yeah, some yeah. take about I, it. Yeah, I think we did. I think we did anyways. But yeah, that's not important. I, I like how people got like conspiratorial about it. It's like, what does Paul Pierce know that would lead him to do this? It seems like he's sabotaging himself. Is he trying to get out of his contract? What, what what's going on at ESPN? <laughs> I was like, it's <laughs> probably just fucking around, having well, a good he time. He also one time <laughs> tweeted a photo of the rocket emoji. So I don't think it's implausible that he live streams thinking he's FaceTiming somebody. Like that's just some yeah. old man shit right there. <laughs> nah, yeah, he's like, and he's not even that old to make a mistake like that at all. That man be active on social media. But he's but he tweeted a photo of an emoji when he meant to tweet out an emoji. Like that's the most old man shit ever. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, it's yeah. not as bad as Ray Allen though. Ray Ray Allen pulls the ultimate old man shit. I don't know if y'all know about what I'm talking about. I think he, I when you show it, I'll remember. Oh I yeah, don't. I'm putting it on my background right now. <laughs> I can't believe y'all y'all aren't. Uh, I probably remember. I'll probably remember it as an age. Uh, I hope it fits on my screen perfectly, so you can read it all and that doesn't cut it off. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm getting there. When you masturbate, don't don't read it out loud. <laughs> think about my tongue or your clit and switching back and forth from my meat to my tongue. <laughs> he tweeted that. Oh, he, he tweeted, tweeted that. Think, yeah, he was sexting was and just tweeted tweeted his next message. Also, that is. I don't first of all, I don't think that it's possible to sext in a non-cringe way, but that but like that's bad, right? <laughs> like that's not I feel like anytime more than you're bad. sexting and you use the word masturbate that you're doing a bad job. <laughs> I don't but I've never I've I've never sexted, but like anytime like I've talked to people who have and they, they talk about it and like this just seems like non-stop cringe to me. <laughs> Yeah, I remember doing that shit in middle school and like finding it cringe. Then I, I it's like, how do you not laugh? How do you not laugh at this shit? Because <laughs> you're horny. Like dirty talk is ar- <laughs> dirty talk is already bad when you're actually having sex, let alone talking about it over the phone. Over the phone? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't think it's bad when you're actually having having it looking back at it and like having yeah i think and, yeah, once you i think when you're separated from the headspace of being horny in the moment yeah. 
Like, yeah. I think we're looking at this from this perspective. That's that clarity not, in general. Not, yeah, post not clarity. Yeah. <laughs> but when, it's like, bro, what is wrong with me? I'm a monster. <laughs> I need to be in jail right now. Shackles. Did I say cops. I want to lick your clit and put my dick and then go back and forth? What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, shit. How long did that happen? This had to be a while ago. Yeah, yeah, this this was literally like some 2014 shit. Like, it, could it you imagine so that happening? Like, I mean, <laughs> NBA Twitter wasn't age. really a thing, so you pull up yeah. old tweets. Like, James Harden has some wild old tweets. I think that's one. It's just like I dislike retarded people. It's like <laughs> you just felt comfortable <laughs> tweeting that. Jesus Christ! I'm not kidding. He tweeted that. <laughs> What I've never no. <laughs> look it up, look it up. I swear to God, he tweeted oh my God. That. I wonder if it's still up. Russell Westbrook Whoa. also had Russell Westbrook has a tweet that just says Russell Westbrook from like 2014. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, there's a there's a whole fact check article about it, and it, it, was, it says it is true. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's in reply to someone, so like maybe he's calling that person that word i don't know <laughs> like even if you oh, had that weird. thought would you not keep that to yourself like why would you <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awful man uh that's hilarious dog jesus christ james harden man james. what a what a goofball <laughs> what a goofball what a way to summarize james harden what a goofball oh man i feel like this is um Here's a little bit of a hot take. I feel like this Nets situation that he's in is probably the first situation that he didn't make his superstar teammates appear worse than they are because he's playing a slightly different role. Because I saw some tweet that was like, wow. James Harden really had you all thinking that yeah, CP3 yeah, know, and Russ were washed. And I was like, damn, he did. He really mm. did. He really got <laughs> you. He made you think he was cp3 was gonna be trash i did i fucking thought that marcus smart was gonna be a better player than than cp3 and okc chris paul would be a good nba player in his 40s um yeah Mm -hmm. i mean the elite defense might not be there when you know he's super slow but he'll always have that elite feel and control for the game he's always gonna be one of like he could be one of the best pick and roll guys in the league at 41 like yeah (laughs) definitely agree i I would love to see just some NBA superstar never give it up. Like literally yeah. play in the league until they're 43 and then play in Europe until they're 48, you know? I mean, unfortunately, Vince Carter kind of when he lost the bounce, like he like the last year he had any real bounce was like Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um once he lost that, it was like he's just like a 15 minute per game guy now. But he was not bad at like 43. Like you could play him he rotation was a, minutes. Barely, barely. He was a corpse on the court it was like bro <laughs> it was watching him was unbearable like i think last season yeah it was last I, season. I desperately wanted him to sign with the rappers rappers Same. raptors <laughs> in 2019 the year that they won the championship i was like come on go to the raptors man do it please Same. we all want you to win a championship in toronto that'd be fucking dope yeah didn't happen yeah. though yeah i agree yeah, it would have been amazing if he won a championship with Toronto. That probably would have been one of my like top five NBA moments for sure. Mm-hmm. I was um after last week's pod or earlier this week's pod, whenever the fuck it was, I was showing you all my jersey collection. Which, by the way, uh, y'all suggested I make a video about that. I recorded it last night, and I'm gonna edit it either after this pod or sometime tomorrow. Just nice. depends on when I'm free. 
Um, going to get a billion views. <laughs> but um, one, one of those jerseys is a uh, is like a fake Supreme jersey with every team Vince Carter played on it. So I, yeah, I, love I remember that, that. a lot. That's that's yeah. probably one of my favorites. But it's crazy how Vince Carter progressed from like the human highlight reel to like eventually practically being Steve Novak. Like, <laughs> it's like spent, come in, play power forward, spent, and make a three. <laughs> he spent half of his career as a star and half of his career as a role player. Right. I think uh, NBA Storyteller is like either he has a video about it or he's just talked about it. I don't really remember about how like that's a really notable progression yes. because most guys don't slash can't they do fight. that. They fight it. Right. Bro, I miss NBA Storyteller so much. I, I just miss his video so Not because dead. of the fact that it'll just <laughs> I know. I know. I was talking like you said. I go on a binge of his videos like once every month or so. I think that's going like, to be me tonight, bro. I'm going to go watch a bunch. Of, I, I watched I, that had something that just reminded me of one of his one of his things the other day. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go fucking rewatch this whole thing. All yeah. of his fucking discography. Like it's a like it's an artist. <laughs> his albumography. <Yeah. laughs> the greatest hits. Right. <laughs> I, I, I try to think about it sometimes like what's like the best video to just put in front of someone who's like not even like an NBA YouTube person, just someone who just regular ass content you know yeah and i think it might be the derrick rose video i really like that one i feel like it's easy to His digest derrick rose video uh nba storyteller's derrick rose video where he talks I, I about like how he lands derrick wrong and all that shit okay. and it was just bound to happen he talks about his gait a bunch yeah i just it's like it's like 13 minutes long and it has like a very simple premise and conclusion doesn't go mm-hmm. on like a bunch of wild tangents and like, yeah. you know which, which is cool i fuck with that shit but a lot of people want that like just easy to digest through line and i think that one gives it to you not mm. to be like any level of like um like i got some really good shit bro here. do you have jeans on right now no these are uh, joggers Oh, so what is wrong with you? <laughs> but if I was, I I would say my Kobe video, I think would be up there for those, just because like outside of just basketball, I think that's an entertaining video, and it's more more than just basketball, for sure. Which mm-hmm. I think is like the best kind of thing to put in front of somebody in that regard. Mm-hmm. Like for example, like the Derrick Rose thing, it's more than just basketball. His fucking gate thing. Right, right. It steps yeah. off the court a little bit. You know what you did with the the Kobe Bryant video because I finally got around to watching it like three three weeks to a month ago, something like that. Um, you just you just plainly did a history of Kobe Bryant's career. Mm-hmm. That's that's like the the primary meat of the video is just doing history. That's that's like really what that is. So I'm curious as to like what other ideas about Kobe Bryant's career if someone else were to do a history on it what it would look like what elements would it focus on more than you did like what ideas would oppose yours you know because that's that's where like the real work of historians is done is where they argue with each other you know like um i took a class years ago it honestly kind of changed my life in like terms of like understanding the world and how we know things because it it was like basically a, a historiography class which is the history of histories Mm. and chapter one of that class is just like is history true 
<laughs> and like the conclusion that you're basically forced like, to walk eh. away from is like not really <laughs> it's mm. like the, the only way that we could really find truth among histories is when it's conclusive across all histories that like there is even a singular point there like mm. something that you couldn't really do a good historiography about is like the holocaust because like there's only really one acceptable school of thought on the yeah, Holocaust, and that it is bad. It. <laughs> yeah, there's. I'm about to quote a fucking Call of Duty game right now. My God! But, but Captain Price, specifically when talking about wars and shit like that, Captain Price has a line where he goes, "History is written by the victor." Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That's a that's a people that lose shit don't get to decide what people say about stuff like and like everything everything that gets written is going to have some level of the person's personal point of view and even if they're listing off something that they believe to be an objective truth that's going to be coming from somebody else's mouth who has an opinion like if a historian is taking information from what a historian in ancient egypt wrote down he's still only getting the perspective of that guy of the time so like mm-hmm. throughout the, when that happens over and over and over again throughout history some shit's going to get muddied right precisely and you know there's and there's just all different ways to interpret historical events you know like you could have like a marxist reading of history where like you th- view things in the context of power structures or you could have you know a, a different type of school of thought and there's just a lot of ways to to understand history. i think almost all of history could be viewed through the lens of class struggle yeah i i i believe that too you know i i think that that sort of separation among peoples is something that's been very prominent in in most of the time that that we've had to write shit down i mean really the only societies that i'm aware of that didn't have some sort of like oppressive class structure were like indigenous people nomadic people yeah people Mm -hmm. who just lived off the land and maybe had like a chief or something like that but like otherwise it was a, Bro, a perfectly we, flat why don't, we, why don't we stick with that that sounds lit i was walking around <laughs> picking berries and it's like go home fuck my native wife and then chill in a hut sounds <laughs> lit <laughs> why why we why do we have to get up and do a nine to five fuck that <laughs> yeah capitalism baby <laughs> let me go <laughs> let me go shoot a boar with a bow and arrow that sounds fun <laughs> yeah like, I, I saw something recently was talking about how Columbus like wrote back to uh you know the it was either Spain or Portugal that sent him you know to to go discover the new world or whatever. What of Spain? Mm-hmm. I, I think it was Spain. I'm like ninety five percent sure it's Spain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a not an excellent historian myself. <laughs> but <laughs> I it was basically saying that like he wrote to Spain saying like oh there are these people here blah 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 they're like some of the most beautiful and amazing people that we've ever fucking encountered you know they're very docile very welcoming very generous and then like two Mm. pages later it was like they would be great people to dominate and use (laughs) (laughs) and like i also recently learned that like shortly before the uh american war the, the revolutionary war uh britain basically told the americans like hey we should not fuck up the native people (laughs) they seem good so like don't go past this point west we're just gonna be cool with this east coast little settlement that we have here 
and you know only colonize what we already have and then america was mm. like actually no <laughs> spill your tea <laughs> yeah um this that, that just reminded me it's not it's not spain but england but there is a clip that was featured in the last week tonight some guy saying england has done more for people of color than any other country in history <laughs> what <Where'd you're laughs> i think i'm not it, kidding i think you I'm confuse the word for for the word two yeah yes that's <laughs> that's exactly what john said he was like you mean two right like, <laughs> where'd you hear that from it was some clip on last week tonight i think rudy if you look it up just look up okay. like england has done more for people of color and i'm sure you can find it yeah. but it's like the, are Christ. you the dumbest motherfucker who's ever lived <laughs> like <are you laughs> even no. through american history which has the most biased lens ever like england did everything wrong <laughs> to everyone <laughs> yeah man fucking next you're gonna tell me that like the colonization of india was like for the indian people <laughs> yeah, seriously <laughs> It's like there's so many jokes that are like go to an English museum. It's just a bunch of stolen shit. God damn. Uh, the, the, I talked about this on a pod that got scrapped, but like it's kind of eye opening when you realize that the American education system has so many biases in it. Like for yeah. example, uh, Japan had agreed to a surrender to America before they nuked Hiroshima and Nagasaki the reason they nuked Hiroshima and Nagasaki was because they wanted a surrender with no contest meaning that they could kill the emperor and because they couldn't kill the emperor they decided to bomb tens of thousands of innocent civilians and they and then in my history class they're like they did that so they wouldn't have to have foot soldiers and potentially cause more death and end the war faster. So good job. <laughs> right. It was like this was really the Ran only logical it. option was to yes. kill thousands of civilians with these uh, earth shattering bombs that will change the, the way we see war forever. <laughs> in a way, in a way, there is some bit that's like, I'm glad it happened once just so we realize, holy shit, we have to mm. make sure this never happens again. Because we could just obliterate existence yeah. <laughs> in the matter of a few minutes, you know. Not that that stops people from piling up more and more nukes, but yeah. <laughs> I will say I, I believe that we've done maybe not a uh, a good job per se, but a a generally trending towards the right direction job <laughs> in terms of denuclearizing around the world, like the amount of nukes that we have compared to 30 years ago is significantly less so that's good but it's nowhere close to zero <laughs> you know yeah. like as, as far as i see it like we're holding the whole world hostage with our our nuclear i honestly arsenal. don't know why there isn't more content surrounding nuclear apocalypse like that's a real like so much zombie apocalypse shit like bro nuclear apocalypse could actually happen it's most like, likely possibility yeah. like if you, you think about the fucking like the, the whole cold war that's like how many years of being like yeah the whole world could end get under your desk though <laughs> right, just fucking duck and cover to to a nice little fifties theme tune. <laughs> get under, get under your um, get under your picnic blanket. <laughs> You'll be good. That will save you from the the atoms. Did you also know? Did you also know there was a nuke dropped in North Carolina from the U.S. military that was just a dud? 
like on accident. When was what the what? Fuck? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, you're, that telling just, me, you're telling me we have like a real life megaton situation. This <laughs> happened in like the 60s or 70s. Like it just they just act they're like whoops. Really <laughs> <laughs> just look it up. Like this is this is a thing on a I keep referencing John Oliver because he's the fucking goat, but like he had a section on nuclear warheads that was like, yeah, they just dropped a nuke on accident, and luckily it was a dud. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, that's fucked up. Wow, it literally is the first thing that popped up. <laughs> That's crazy. Did y'all uh, did y'all watch HBO's Chernobyl? I believe it came out about no, a year ago now. No, I was like, Bro. that's probably too depressing. It's honestly not, and it's not too long of a series either. It's a nice yeah, Mo- little limited. Mojo, run. what does the headline say? Says the 1961 Goldsboro B52 crash was an accident that occurred near Goldsboro, North Carolina, on January 23rd, 1961. Holy shit. This is really real. Oh my. I didn't even know this. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, they don't they don't teach us shit that could possibly paint our own country in a in a negative light. We our our education system dare not criticize our government. Well, it's, it's hilarious it's though meant is to like, foster patriotism. You know, you know one of my one of my favorite jokes ever is Bo Burnham goes, American history having a bias? No way, Joseph. <laughs> 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 that's fucking good Bo Burnham's a genius man I feel very fortunate to have been able to see him live I mean you I was motherfucker. just fucking great <laughs> it was at the Alabama theater in Birmingham and it was his was make that happy the one special right, was that the one right before he recorded the Netflix yes. special yeah yeah and he it made was literally the show before he, he went joke. to New York and filmed the special and did his, that was his last time doing stand up too yep Yep. So I, I caught him right on the tail end of I uh, literally literally his last special is like maybe I'm retiring from stand up. We'll see. And then I'm like, okay, so I might never see you live. It's kind of a disservice to call it stand up too. Like yeah, it's not it's, even just stand up. It's a it's um not that comedy isn't generally art, but a lot of comics treat it as a J O B where they just try to make mm-hmm. people laugh. And there's an art to that. But uh, Bo Burnham is a guy who unequivocally makes art with his mm-hmm. his performance, and you can and the really best, see that in his shit. The best stand-ups are way more than what's the surface level funny. Yeah, like absolutely. when I'm thinking of the best stand-ups, it's not always like, oh, this guy's the funniest. Like that's rarely the case. Like one of my favorite stand-up specials is uh i think it's just called i'm brent morin which is like yeah it's a very good description <laughs> way to put your name out there it's a netflix special and it's funny that every time i watch it, i'm like okay but you know it's just funny and that's not a knock on him he's still funny as shit but like comedians like dave Chappelle or bill burr like they'll make a more a bigger point about society or something like that bo burnham or just about mm-hmm. human nature Bo is a lot of human nature type stuff it's mm-hmm. just it's just interesting and deeper than a dick joke <laughs> mm-hmm. right right have you ever been to an open mic before either one of y'all no no i wish go I go know. to an open mic and if you want to get fucked up i mean as drunk as you have ever been i've never been drunk at all so <laughs> as drunk as you'll ever be then <laughs> uh-huh buy yourself a drink every time someone makes a joke involving their penis <laughs> you will die that night if you go that to sounds literally so fun i'm writing that on my list of things to do <laughs> fuck 
maybe, maybe we'll uh we'll do that next atlanta trip because uh we'll, we'll all be of age by then i believe yeah right <laughs> Yeah. Yes. We already yeah, yeah. are. Okay, I'm just making sure, man. I just I, <laughs> Mojo's man. Al- isn't Mojo almost 22 at this point? <laughs> I turned 22 in July. Yeah. Yeah. So Word. Well, yeah, yeah. So I'm so 21 I was, I wasn't for sure. two I, months. I, I can remember Jacob's birthday very easily because it's yes. very specific. Unfortunately, yes. Mojo, I did not have your birthday memorized. So pardon me, that was rude. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's fine. Yeah, I don't we'll, uh, we'll do birthdays. something like that. I've been to a to a number of open mics and it's it's nice when someone is an amateur and it still managed to be really funny. And it's especially nice when someone is an amateur and manages to like take over a room the way like an established veteran does. Because like mm-hmm. you can tell that they just have a natural talent or that they've been doing it for a really long time and gotten their skill up to a respectable level, but just haven't gotten the recognition that they may deserve. I I have seen Jim Jeffries. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah. I've seen him do stand up live three times. That's sick. Really? That's 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 the only one I've seen. And I wanted to go to Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle like a year and a half ago. At the time I had no money and they were charging a lot. So I didn't go. Dave Chappelle's like two fifty a ticket for Damn. like not even great seats. Like I would pay that. But mm-hmm. I didn't have the money to pay it. Now I do. Mm-hmm. So when Dave Chappelle is touring again, I'm gonna see the goat live. I don't give a mm-hmm. fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I think I think Bill Burr was like 150 a ticket. It's like I can't. I really badly want to go to this. I should have went and saw Patton Oswalt because Patton Oswalt was performing 20 minutes from me, and he was only 50 dollars a ticket. It's like so it's cheap and it's close. Yeah. I should have gone. I should have gone. But you know, Patton Oswalt's I hilarious. One, yeah, one of Patton Oswalt's days. great. I need to go back and rewatch all of his specials. It's been a while. Yeah. I would say just, you know, a natural little transition into more of a hot take type thing. If I had to make a Mount Rushmore comedians, it would be George Carlin, Dave Chappelle, Richard Pryor, and Eddie Murphy. George Mm. Carlin is one of those guys that's like, this isn't even really that funny. (laughs) George Carlin eclipsed that point in stand-up comedy where it's no longer comedy per se it's a lot closer to just like public speaking and dave Chappelle's at that point now yeah but like i'll listen i'll listen to carlin talk and it's like it's been eight minutes i haven't laughed but i'm (laughs) wildly entertained (laughs) uh for me i've never watched this dude to me yeah uh, iconic like 20th century person <laughs> to me dave Chappelle is the greatest of all time easily like there's n- it doesn't come close um and i i have i have not seen any richard Pryor stand up at all pretty much oh doing yourself a disservice i have only seen the the eddie murphy special where he is wearing um that red mm-hmm. leather raw. suit yeah, yeah raw. i've seen that one Iconic. Um, i mean some of yeah. those jokes don't really age super well you know yeah it's like the 80s homophobic or ones but you know it is what it is yeah um, you know, different context doesn't so entirely I, you know what i hate is that louis ck would be on my mount rushmore but can i put him there no <laughs> it's <laughs> wrong <laughs> he is he is a top five funny comedian to me but he's also a sexual predator so yeah <laughs> i guess i can't but like uh, Dave Chappelle, George Carlin, um, Bill Burr, definitely. Uh, and then after that, I mean, maybe Patrice O'Neill. Oh, that's a good one. Patrice O'Neill's really fucking good. Um, 
Mojo, do you have a Mount Rushmore? Or are you really not like into Southern guy? I'm not too deep into Southern. I mean, I'm not too deep into stand up comedy. I said Southern. Have you seen Bill Hicks? Nope. Um, it sounds familiar. I don't think so, though. Bill Hicks is awesome. One of those guys, like, this is even funny. This is just a guy screaming on stage. <laughs> if you li- if you look up Bill Hicks, also an underrated comedian to me is um, fuck, I can't remember his name right now. Um, what mustache, do you look like? glasses. He was briefly in the Joker movie. Uh, yeah, son of a bitch. I'm gonna look it up. I ain't seen Joker. If I had I to see Joker, Joker is good. Yeah, you don't want to be the. <laughs> we live in a society. Those... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I understand. Um, um, if 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 I had to make man. one uh mm-hmm. one one modification to my list, it might be replacing Eddie Murphy with Andrew Dice Clay, because he he's sort of like a comedian's comedian, like a, the MF Bro. Doom of comedy. Because oh, that dude broke barriers. He he okay. was he told like offensive brute jokes that were like very short. Um, I mean that he's just iconic. The way that he was able to just be fucking hilarious and like barely even say shit, his delivery is one of a kind. I mean, I don't think that there is a comedian on this planet that doesn't respect the Dice Man. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I, I've heard his name once or twice, but yeah. Uh, I'll also, I also want to point out two other comedians I think are underrated: Nate Bagazzi, Bergazzi. I don't know how to say his fucking last name, and then also. Um, Kyle Kiani is really fucking funny. Yeah, um, I don't know anything about him. I might have to look him up. Yeah, I, I would recommend all these names. Is new. My, uh, my old roommate tried find... to do stand up for like a year, and I was really proud of him for sticking to it for so long. But eventually, he gave up on it. <laughs> but he was, he was trash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he wasn't the worst. But I mean, hey, man, any any amateur in that scene, I wanted to do stand up for a bit, but I was like, I don't got it. I could not. I I would die as soon as someone just didn't laugh. Right, like I just, just sat there and stared. It's like at if me. you bomb on YouTube, you know, you're just gonna see some negative comments, and that's that. Mm-hmm. But if you bomb in real life, you have to sit there and face the music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, David Cross is underrated, but the guy that I was talking about is Mark Marin. Oh, um, Marin. Yeah, Marin's good. Marin, uh, Marin's like an ethical Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Marin's stand-up special Two Real is one of my favorite of all time. Bro, the only stand-up comedies, like, stand-up people that I've, I've watched, super basic, generic, of course, the Kevin Hart, and then the Cat Williams of the world. Some of that I have not explored. Oh, and Dave Spell, too, of course. I was about to say, I'm about to fight yeah, you of course. if you haven't watched Dave of course. Spell. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. And then I watched some big Hispanic dude. I literally forgot his name. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Fluffy. He goes by Fluffy. Fluffy. Gabriel, Fluffy. Gabriel Iglesias. Fluffy. Yeah. I mean, Gabriel and Kevin Hart are kind of in the same vein where they're like, they're kind of funny, but like, this is like something that I would have enjoyed a lot more if I was like 14. That's how old I was. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I love their shit when I was that age, but as I got older, I'm like, mm-hmm. I just enjoy shit that's a little bit deeper than my kid's an asshole. Like, that's, that's yeah. really what Kevin Hart shit is. Yeah. I'm not flat. I'm not fat. I'm fluffy and like, ha 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 ha. Yeah. yeah, I, I remember that special. And him making I would watch of, with my grandma pretty I, I also love just this one guy. Is, I think his last name is Russell. And I'm like, this guy's really just making fun of Indian people. And because he's Indian, it's cool. But like, it's like, I'm I'm not, this is that funny to me. The, the only Indian comedian I'm aware of is Aziz Ansari. Yeah, although Aziz is just like one of those guys, like, if I yell, 
Well, this is pretty good. <laughs> Fucking yeah. uh, what's his name? Um, has the podcast? Does that? Joe Rogan. All of Joe Rogan's stand-up is just him being really loud. <laughs> I literally never watched his shit either. Dude, yeah, Rogan's just gone downhill since he moved to fucking Texas, man. I mean, his stand-up's <laughs> not very good, so it's pretty mm. mediocre. Yeah. The, the only Joe Rogan stand-up I remember is when he was on... Um, I, I forget his first name, but his last name's Afir. He has a show, and the original premise Ari of it Shabir? was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original I premise of like his him. show was that he would bring comedians on to only tell true stories, like mm-hmm. no no bits that aren't rooted in truth. Yeah, I've watched a few of those. But but he stopped saying that. <laughs> it just mm-hmm. it went away from that. It was like, all right, this is getting uh, too hard. I just I'm gotta I gotta let people lie because that's funny. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there was this one comedian on there where I I knew at that point that it was absolutely no longer about true stories anymore. But he talked about. You know, being a um, like a New Jersey Jew and dating a girl for a really long time and like a long distance situation. And then they finally met up and she took him to meet his dad, meet her dad. And like right before we met him, she was like, oh, yeah. Also, my dad is a Nazi sympathizer. (laughs) So he's just having dinner with like all these Nazi symbols like surrounding him. And he's just like makes one comment about the Jews and he's like yep yeah yeah and then and then he had sex with his daughter <laughs> as a uh, i will say kyle kiani does have uh a, a this isn't happening thing that's um, what it's called this isn't happening yeah. yeah he has a he has one on there that's pretty good if i recall uh and i do want to point <laughs> out as well one more underrated comedian I don't know whose mic is doing that but i think i'm assuming it's mojo's but yeah, um, i think it was mojo's too because i heard the, it as well the Did you hear? Um, it's was fine it, it was just like well, some just a little, artifact. little feedback thing oh, okay one of the most underrated comedians <laughs> and a musical comedian is stephen lynch yeah yeah when, lynch. I, when i showed my stepdad uh bo burnham he immediately showed me stephen lynch yeah, i was like oh yeah stephen without lynch, this there would not be that stephen lynch's song little tiny mustache is the funniest fucking song ever to me I don't know if, if Rudy knows what I'm talking about. I'm looking up all of these fucking people, dude. Stephen Lynch. See if Stephen Lynch's song "Little Tiny Mustache" is him slowly realizing that his girlfriend is a Nazi, and at the end of the song, and he goes, "And and if my name weren't Stephen Lynchbergstein, <laughs> <laughs> which the joke is that that's a very Jewish name." <laughs> yeah. uh, oh joke. my fucking god. This whole damn podcast is just us talking about underrated comedians. Yeah, I know. That was, that let's, was a let's, long, long segment. Let's uh, let's get into some basketball stuff. I just realized I didn't put out a question tweet. No, That's fine. I guess I'll do it now. <laughs> the the early birds will get their questions in on the show. If you uh, if you want to, uh, I mean, we barely did any of the questions from last time. So if you just want to scroll over those, oh uh, yeah, I guess I guess if there were if there were any good ones, because we got yeah. we got a double dip anyway. So whenever I do tweet out questions, it'll be for mostly next pod. Um, let's see. So this tweet that we put out about a week ago has thirty four replies. So, you know, pretty, pretty reasonable amount, pretty, pretty high probability of us reading off your question at a Rusty Mojo show on Twitter. Um, Obligatory, a key question. Rusty, when you get in the tattoo, 
Is that uh, any any yeah. uh any dates? I have to actually draw the fucking thing. I just haven't found time. I mean, I I do have the time. I just haven't done it. Like I just I just told you guys before this podcast, I spent like seven hours playing video games today. I have the time. I just haven't done yeah. it. Just you know, you have the time in your life to to get the tattoo. <laughs> it, it will <laughs> come in time. So do you do you really want like a one to one? mapping of just a drawing you make on your body or no i'm gonna tell the artist like make a better version of this because i'm sure you're a better artist than me like i think i'm good enough to get a tattoo that's like 85 percent would be good enough that i'd be okay with it on my body but Mm. i want an artist that can make it a hundred percent right so i feel like this this one is this is like mostly what i want make this a little cleaner yeah I'm trying to get a get a guillotine tattooed on me pretty soon. I don't know if I want to get it on my left arm to add some symmetry, or if I want mm-hmm. to get it on my right arm to kind of give it a more like complete sleeve. Look. I'm trying to, you know, be put in a guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking kill me right now. But yeah, I got comments on my tattoos at Subway today. So oh know, shit, what they say? Fine. Just like oh, you know, what's that on your arm, man? Oh, it looks cool. I got these. Just you know, same shit everyone says. I think we talked nice. about your back tattoo on uh asher levi's podcast my back tattoo yeah <laughs> i don't have a tattoo on my back. on your chest yeah oh yeah all right <laughs> i think, it's, yeah, I I think i was talking about second. your arm tattoo i could have swore you had a big ass back tattoo i don't know no atlanta, atlanta trip was a while ago <laughs> yeah that boy miss rudy like a mug <laughs> that's, that's all i got i got i got mom i got this this nietzsche inspired half sleeve and then i got you know heart and wings that's it I want, I want to get more desperately, you know, but the crypto market is down, so I might have to wait. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good thing. We should get into the, um, I've been wanting to ask this since, since like the start of the podcast, but I didn't want to jump the gun too early. What the fuck is scam? <laughs> dude, oh, yeah. dude, scam coin is the most insane fucking story. It had just a, a wild 24 hours. All it's right. bouncing back now. So like Let Mr. Crypto boy get into his bag as most yes. would say. <laughs> Man. All right. So this dude, you know not a big social media presence you know like a couple thousand followers on twitter a few thousand followers on tiktok nothing super remarkable i don't even know about the tiktok following it could be in the hundreds i I really don't know but he's just a your most average joe of average joes and he's like so you know i spent like 30 minutes on youtube tutorials and i've been in the lab cooking up a coin just for myself you know buy it if you want it's not really gonna do anything it's called simple cool automatic money (laughs) or scam (laughs) and so um naturally that shit soars immediately (laughs) i just love i just love that the crypto market is like all right this is a meme i'll buy this yeah i mean just (laughs) memes have almost as much value as any cryptocurrency that actually provides what is this what is this reality that we live in (laughs) right it's absurd but it's it's actually it if it ended where i thought it would end it would be a sad story but because it's kind of bouncing back now and Mm. he's uh getting behind it and doing things the right way uh it's it's actually a, a cool little redemption arc so within 24 hours this coin went from like the lowest you can get to the 18th decimal point at launch to being worth like 40 percent of a penny (laughs) right which is that's a huge like exponential jump i can't emphasize that enough huge the market cap on it was in the billions immediately and 
everyone was concerned that this guy was going to actually scam people because there's a lot of predatory practices in like the the decentralized finance world where where people will just you know launch a coin make a thousand dollars and just pull the rug and steal people's money and it won't be worth shit i mean i feel like if you were actually gonna scam you wouldn't call it scam exactly (laughs) right and so you know the coin is doing really well i got in on it like I think eight or nine hours into its existence. It was one of the lower, like after the very first peak, it valleyed naturally. And I got in on the bottom of the first valley after the peak. And then I woke up and it was at its second peak. And I was like, oh Holy boy, shit. I am lucky as fuck. <laughs> Cashed <laughs> in on that right quick. Um, but then it started tanking a little bit. You know, it was hovering between like 10% of a penny and 20% of a penny for most of its... Uh, like 16 to 20 hour lifespan, right? It's a mm-hmm. brand new fresh coin. It's going to fluctuate a lot. The actual amount of money in it that was like actually put into it across like the entire market, I don't think ever eclipsed like $60,000, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a, a bunch of people chipping in a little bit to, uh, you know, try to pump up this coin a little bit. But then, but then the guy who made the coin got on a plane, you know, to, to go from wherever he was, go back to LA and do his job. Cause he does like freelance, like, uh, like auxiliary work for like movies and stuff like that. As far as I can, can I, tell. Can, can I pause for a second on this conversation? Hold on. We're, we're, we're almost at the climax. Let me, let me uh, get to it. He gets off the plane and it's like, damn, I can't even get an Uber. Um, in, in the discord chat surrounding this, this scam token. But then he goes live on Twitch and it's just like, sell your motherfucking coin i'm out i want nothing to do with this my brother is calling me telling me that his information and the rest of my family's information is all up on the internet i want nothing to do with this get out now take your money give me my tokens back i don't want nothing to do with this <laughs> and so the this it goes from like 10 percent of a penny to like less than one percent of a penny in a matter of minutes <laughs> you know i got i got out on it um about when it was at uh, 4% of a penny, which is like where I initially invested. So I didn't, I managed not to really lose too much money. Naturally, I got back in when it like hit the absolute floor and it's back up to about 4% of a penny now. Um, And the dude didn't even know how to scam people. Like I sincerely believe him when he was like, people are fucking worried about me pulling the rug on everyone. I don't even know how to do that. I don't know. I, I don't know where to begin doing that. You know, <laughs> it's like I made this coin for myself, not for any other reason. I just did it to did it to do it because it's funny, <laughs> you know. And um, suddenly, this guy has a community of like a thousand investors who are just like all behind him. Like, look, man, you got something on your on your hands here. People in the decentralized finance world have major trust issues, and you got a lot of people that trust you. So if you could just, you know. Prove to us that you're not going to pull the rug. Prove to the rest of the world that you're not going to pull the rug. You're going to have a real meme on your hands, which is going to make a lot of people a lot of money and change our lives, change your life, change your family's life. And sure enough, after he finally got an Uber and went back to home or his hotel or what the fuck ever, he logged back on the Twitch, started streaming again, and then burned 20% of the supply (laughs) <laughs> just to prove that you know he was for real about the coin after all and that he did indeed want to be involved mm. be involved but like man i can't even imagine where the value would be at if he didn't go on the live stream and be like fuck this shit sell 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 because <laughs> like, it uh, it bottomed out hard can you imagine that like you're just doing some shit post on the internet and suddenly there's thousands of people 
like at your throat about shit right and that's then you get calls from like your brother and shit be like just crying about how their information's online and how they're getting like random phone calls from strangers being fucking weirdos and shit you know like 24 hours can make a hell of a difference when you're fucking posting online the way i saw it was just on a tiktok where you like i was just laying in bed getting ready to sleep and then suddenly i was up for like the next six hours just watching this coin <laughs> this sounds like what happened with that not not the same but like the captivatingness of the story with that chick who was catfishing on lakers twitter yes <laughs> yeah, um, yeah real quick uh kobe white you know a key tweets because Kobe White had like his best game of the season. He does the thing. He does the thing where he tweets like he's fucking NBA Central, and it's like, oh, look at all these stats and a photo of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then he DMs me the tweet, and he just says, "Retweet if you like black people, bro." A <laughs> <laughs> key, no. <laughs> Well, what you gonna do, Rusty? <laughs> this is a tough position. Because right, right. <laughs> I don't want to tweet anything positive about Kobe White. But <laughs> like black people, but you don't like that black person. <laughs> I, I actually I actually it, quite Mojo, I think your like, mic came unplugged. <laughs> oh. oh shit. I actually quite like Kobe White as a person. I don't like Kobe White as a basketball player. Right. I mean, you, you, everyone's been tweeting, get this bum off my team, like the whole past 24 hours. I saw something that Noah retweeted. I think you did as, as well, Rusty, after Noah, where it was just like someone being like, it's bigger than basketball now. Get Kobe yeah. White off this team. <laughs> no, it was like people in Chicago are working an eight hour hard shift, coming home, changing clothes, sitting on the sofa just to watch Kobe White get 15 turnovers. And that tweet was after Kobe White had three turnovers in five minutes. <laughs> this is fucking amazing, man. Kobe White. I got to make Kobe White the background now instead of his season. Sorry. So yeah, I, I vote you retweet, Jacob. I, I think uh, Aki has worked hard enough to get a Jacob retweet in a, in a pro Kobe White situation, especially after the threatening DM. Let's kind of DM him, son of a bitch, and then retweet it. <laughs> Shout out to Aki, man. Uh, let's see if we can get another question here. Hopefully not from Aki, <laughs> because, you know, we, we met our quota. Um. <laughs> of course he put the free throw percentage in there uh a key asked for a, a video of my jump shot that's already on there but you know it was a uh, six days prior so i get it uh pizza bagel asked do you eat mac and cheese with a fork or a spoon i'm i'm a fork man myself i'm a fork man Mojo. i'm an idiot yeah okay you know right i'm a fork man i'm a fork man i'm an idiot (laughs) i use an an idiot to eat my mac and cheese (laughs) oh yeah i I like forks i like forks i like to it's easier to eat it with a fucking spoon but i like the difficulty when it comes to forks i like to challenge myself (laughs) if it's like really creamy mac and cheese like a lot of fucking cheese in that bitch then you do a Mm -hmm. spoon is like you don't want to leave a bunch of cheese on the on the on the plate or bowl mm-hmm. if it's that cheesy but like otherwise mm-hmm. regular like craft out of the box shit use a fork yeah something about eating mac and cheese out of a spoon just makes me feel like a child i don't know why i know that's what i'm saying I, just, I feel like a baby <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. you might as well feed this to me 
the little airplane, you know, open up, you know, whatever. <laughs> Here comes the train, <laughs> open up the tunnel. <laughs> um, Pizza Bagels also asks, which cartoon character resembles you the most? Um, I'm going to do myself dirty here because <laughs> I've, I just, I hate this so much, but it's fucking true. I really hate it. Um, but I, I look like this motherfucker if he, if I had red hair and was just like a shithead dirtbag human being, but like, this is, this is what, me syndrome? all the way. What syndrome? No. That's no, what I'm but, thinking of when you say dirtbag with red hair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I look like Randall oh from Recess. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate as fuck. <laughs> oh my god. Something about it feels anti-Semitic, Bro. but I'm just assuming that Randall's Jewish. Because it's only doing not... the greedy like thing with his hands. Right. Oh, shit. Bro, people keep telling me I look like fucking bling bling, bling, bling boy, and honestly, I don't appreciate it. Oh my god. <laughs> I have no idea who that what is. The- but he's from Johnny Tess. Look up bling bling boy. Bro, someone I, told I me I look like Johnny Tess with my fucking haircut. <laughs> boy, you look nothing like Johnny Tess. I don't think, but I don't think anyone looks like Johnny Tess. Uh, yeah, uh, but the oh, guy that I actually Christ. look the most like, <laughs> there he is, bling bling boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the guy that I actually look the most like is um, Sid from Toy Story One, especially <laughs> especially with the buzz cut. I was told I looked like Sid growing up, like constantly. Yeah, you mm. see that uh that uh Punisher black T shirt. <laughs> I definitely see that you growing up. I definitely see that easily. Holy shit! Because I've seen the skin, the photos of you when you're like a, a scrawny 13 year old or whatever, yeah. and you do indeed resemble him. Uh, Mahan, oh, what about, about you? Um, I literally have no compare. People compare me to basketball players, who I look like. Other than that, no cartoon, sadly. Um, basketball players, though, someone said that I looked like Kevin Knox like two or three years ago, which is just because you had wrinkles in your forehead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then after that, I got Clint I don't Capella. actually look anything like him. I know, I don't like and Clint then Capella either. <laughs> I know, I know. So that's that's what people said. But other than that, I don't have any like. See, I I very much tread water in ever being like, "Hey, black guy, you look like this black guy." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you don't want to be on some. They all look alike shit. I, I only say a, that about white people because it's hilarious. I, I <laughs> like the like. I have to be a billion percent confident in saying that they mm-hmm. look like that before you even suggest it. Like the one, um, uh, what's his name, um. Alvini Linguini. He looks like Anth- he looks like Anthony Simons. Right. right. Mm. Especially in the jersey. He, <laughs> he posted that on Twitter. He's like, I can't believe y'all made me buy this. And then it's just like in the bathroom mirror. I'm just like, do I really look like Anthony Simons? And it's just like, wow, it's like- you're telling me this isn't Anthony Simons? <laughs> Getting ready to go out there and hoop for the Portland Trailblazers right now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they're they're fucking twins. Let's see. Sports Talk Cardi. Well, no, we've already fucking had this conversation before. He asked if we could re- resurrect one musician slash artist, who would it be? Which is slightly different than like the anyone from history shit. Either Kurt Cobain or um, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I'm I just want it. Juice World back, man. I, I knew it. Knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, 
Juice World is to SoundCloud. I, I think we talked about this before, but like Juice World yeah. is to SoundCloud as Tupac is to gangster rap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just the same exact. Like that feels one to one to me. Down mm-hmm. to the the dying early thing. I, I think they're they're that. both chilling in Cuba or what the fuck ever. Mojo, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What? <laughs> why do I keep tweeting? <laughs> why? Why the fire emoji? <laughs> that's the worst part of it. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, it's always something that me, you, and a Q would get. Everybody else is like, "Why, why are you saying this?" Okay, and Asher replied to one of the keys tweets under the questions, where he said, "What's the age requirement to be a guest on the show?" I'm assuming that he's implying he wants to be a guest on the show. Not yeah, yet, not, Aki. Not, not yet. It's not happening. <laughs> you'll, you, you'll have to like buy the tier on Patreon whenever that comes. No, it's not happening. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not happening. <laughs> Banned from the podcast, Akizi. <laughs> in fact, he's the only one. Anybody right. else? You want to come on? <laughs> <laughs> we'll slowly have a ban list. <laughs> but for now, Aki, it's just you. But it was funny is that Asher replied, old enough not to stand Harden and Kobe White, <laughs> which I think is funny as hell. Um, God, that, I mean, that's a okay. Um, I almost asked like one of these daunting existential questions, but like, I'm just gonna fucking oh, do it. That's that's all right. I, Isaac Crea yeah. on Twitter asks, What is your biggest accomplishment in your life? <laughs> like, that's a like, how do you define accomplishment? Like, I mean, I feel like most people tend to think career oriented when they say that, but like, yeah. Trying I, don't to think any, I don't have any personal life accomplishments. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit, dude, you bought a fucking house. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. Well, that's like, I consider that career just because like anything in my head that involves money is career. So I guess, yeah, I don't know. I guess. Um, but I don't know, the house or like if there's just one singular piece of thing that I can point to, it's probably the Goatman Terry, even though I now think that Kobe video is the best video on my channel. The Goatman Terry, like, documentary i spent a year on that has two and a half million views it's hard to point to anything else mm-hmm. yeah it's respectable how about you mojo i'm still trying to brainstorm i'm not as accomplished as y'all <laughs> I'm same i'm thinking about shit i don't i don't know i don't have jack shit in my mind that i'm like damn other than like something that i think about is me like accomplished me huh that's just me what? Yeah, that's just you. He sounds good to me. Uh, he's very loud for me right now. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Um, but something that I can think of that's like not numbers or anything like that wise or have to do with money is uh every day every other day I think about how I really like got myself to get up at like five a.m. every fucking morning just to work out in my garage and then go to school and after school play basketball come back home eat like a eat like a whack-ass diet and do that over and over again for like six months i think about that like every other day i'm like that shit was like literally ludicrous i can't even get myself to I do that, that today. for three months when i was going to the gym three hours a day six mm-hmm. days a week and even on my off day i'd play basketball at the gym for an hour so yeah. and then i did a relatively good diet where i lost that weight that fast but honestly the fact that I did that and now I'm not doing it anymore makes that not feel like an accomplishment, but like, why aren't you doing that anymore? Because yeah. I feel anytime I try to Drop get something even fuck. remotely the same, I can't get back into it. Okay. Yeah. 
I think for me, it, it was probably in. I have such a bad sense of time, but I'm pretty sure this was in 2019. Um, maybe it was 2020, dude. I don't fucking know. No, because 2020 was a pandemic, and I was yeah, no, 2019 for sure. Um, it was after I got out of my super long term relationship that I've been in since high school. You know, like seven plus years, and uh, you know, there just wasn't really much left for me in the current city I'm in because I ended up moving back here, but just having the gumption to just pick up all my shit and move to a new place, you know, without very much lead, leading me there beyond just like, Hey, you know, Talking the jobs here are good. Went to Memphis. <laughs> uh, it was Nashville. I moved to Nashville. I lived there yeah. for six months and I was supposed to room with somebody, but they ended up bailing and it was basically impossible for me to find a gig that paid good enough on its own for me to be able to find an apartment that I could pay for entirely on my own. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to like live with some random stranger and shit. Um, not to mention I have like a pet chinchilla, so like pet policies and all that other shit made it a little bit harder. Um, so, you know, it didn't work out, but I'm ultimately very proud of myself for just like mustering up the courage to do that when it was just a very unknown prospect. Uh, it was exciting and I wanted to do it. There wasn't exactly a lot of fear, but in retrospect, you know, it's a, uh, it's hard to do that kind of big change, but it, it just made a lot of sense to me at the time, man. I'm very happy I did it. You know, it was a sh- huge part of my life now. It's a very growing experience. Mm. And, uh, you know, I talked to my family about it and stuff like that. They frequently bring it up. It's like, man, I know if I was in your, your age and in your situation, I would not have been able to do that. So like, I, I guess that's a significant accomplishment in my life is just packing up my shit and moving to a whole new place on my own. You know, I don't know if anybody heard me, but when you said the chinchilla, I just said you could have just ate it. But (laughs) (laughs) no, I did not hear that. Not one bit. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, it's definitely scary. I cannot imagine just I mean, it depends on your level of connection to family or whatever. But just like I'm going to go to a new place where I don't know anybody except for like, I think in your case, like one guy. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I had like some other like not really close friends or anything like that, but like. Uh, just the people who ran the fast break pod, fast break breakfast podcast had always been very kind to me. So, you know, I hung out with them a couple of times. Um, beyond that. Yeah. It was pretty much just the guy who wanted to be my roommate at the time. I didn't, I didn't know anyone up there. What if you uh, just like, just imagine like get up in the mic a little bit more. Just imagine like you move to like fucking like California or something. And it's just like, oh, there's not a single person here I know next to me. That's that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's like I wouldn't even know where to begin, but... like trying to like meet people and stuff. Like I think I would literally turn to like dating apps and be like, just moved here, no nobody. If you like these things, hit me up. We could be friends. <laughs> not trying to fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be honest though, I can't stand that. So <laughs> like when I you're just like, you're sitting there just swiping, like, like I am trying to fuck. <laughs> Incompatible. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's it's a tad annoying it's like they should make a friend tinder i don't see yeah. why i know not. i know bumble has that feature they got i think they have three modes on bumble like one is like for professional use one is for friend use and one yeah is for i feel like use. tinder could just like flip a switch that only is other people looking for friends rather yeah, than for sure it's it's not something that would be hard to, to create but that, that would probably be my biggest accomplishment I wish I had something more like uh, 
more like what y'all got going on, honestly. I envy that. I don't see envy as a negative emotion as well. So when I talk about jealousy and envy, don't think about it in like a negative connotation. I mean, you Me should is like wholesome hours over here. You should be very proud because knowing I don't know everything, obviously, but from what you've told me about your background, all the things you've experienced to come out of it a way sometimes obnoxiously uh, <laughs> optimistic person and like not a bad person out of those experiences. Like the, a lot of a lot of people will experience what you have and become an asshole and a cynic and like mm. not someone I would want to know. And like it's understandable based on your experience to walk away but like i know that if i went through some of the shit you have i would be the, i'm already an asshole <laughs> but like I, it would be even worse significantly yeah well i i appreciate that a whole i lot think maybe you undersell how much shit you've gone through because when you 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 just say shit casually i'm like rudy that's the craziest fucking thing <laughs> i've ever heard why are you saying that like it's nothing yeah i mean um yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've been through some shit, but there's just plenty of people who've had it worse, which is a toxic mentality to have as yes, like a coping is. mechanism. But like sitting here in like a healthy and happy place in my life, it's really easy to say like, there's people that's gone through worse, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not healthy at all to use that thinking in the moment at all to try to cope with it. Because that I don't I just creates like bad vicious cycles it also prevents people from getting help. For yeah, things. for sure. <laughs> Pardon me. But yeah, um, Cam talks ball. Asks how many ex-wives do you have, Rusty? <laughs> too many, too many, too many to count. Uh, you know, the one thing that I appreciate about the ex-wife thing that people say about me often is that it at least implies I could get a woman to be interested in marrying me. That does. <laughs> that does. <laughs> you, you, you totally have that in your, in your, in your future, man. You're, you're, you're not going to be. I agree. Completely absorbed in, you know, trying to grind out YouTube forever. Like you nah. said, you know, your your we next upload, big life goal when you, after you move 60. in is to, you know, find love. And as long as you just prioritize that, it'll happen, you know. I'm gonna be uploading daily <laughs> at sixty years old. Oh no. <laughs> hey guys, trying to hit one million two hundred and ten thousand subscribers, so subscribe to the channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. About half of the people that watch these videos are not subscribed. (laughs) (laughs) By then, you're going to be up to like 80% of the people are not subscribed. You're going to be one. By the way, that tactic is so like manipulative, but I don't give a fuck. It's like get in on the on the cool kids club. But like the thing is, half of the people that watching your videos not being subscribed means your channel's not dead. Like if your channel is like 90% people who are subscribed watching, that means that nobody nobody new is being exposed to your channel so that's a bad thing <laughs> yeah i know jacob, a lot of people who have like jacob, the most popular channels oh, no. like it's like 90 plus percent of their viewers are not subscribed they, you know they just get put on the home page constantly why why would you send me this <laughs> if you want to read it out loud you could just so just so you can relay the the message to Rudy. No, there's no message. You just sent a dick pic. Um What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Stop lying on my name. <laughs> you just sex. Just... I need to take a massive shit. Well, you know what? Have that turtle head poke out a little bit longer because I want to go a little bit longer. 
Okay. I'll, okay. It won't take that long, right? No, you're not. No, no, no. If, if you got to go, we're just going to end the pod because. No, it'll, it'll, it'll only take me like two, three minutes. It would be the first time you shit in the middle of the pod. <laughs> yeah. So okay, apparently this guy takes fast shits. All right. I'll be back in like two, three minutes. Catch healthy you diet, wolf. man. Healthy yes, diet. exactly, man. I <laughs> he eats so much water. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, Goddamn. I just, I mean, not to rehash old points, but I just, I still can't get over wiping between your legs. I just, I don't, how do you do it? Why? <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. I was distracted. Yeah, you look utterly disgusted. In the reply of Mojo's tweet, just saying, oh, I don't know if you saw this. Under Aki's tweet, because I retweeted it, Mojo just puts, at Rusty Buckets, likes black people, fire emoji. <laughs> <laughs> and then Pizza Vagels just replied, I don't trust a motherfucker with this hairy of legs. And just a screenshot, like, of just my leg. <laughs> <laughs> You know, honestly, one of my favorite little cuts, speaking of your legs that I, that I did for you, was just the cut to you, like putting your fingers between your thigh and calf. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things I've ever done. Uh, this is, this is going to be reversed, but there is now a Twitter no, account your shit's, called... your shit's only mirrored for you. It's not mirrored oh, for me. Oh, I don't know if you can read this. Is it Rusty's Backyard Frog? No. Oh, yeah, it's a little too high contrast for me. I can't really read it. It'd have it's to be like way up Rusty's leg. Oh my God. That's got to be the same guy who made Rusty's I... leg. I... Am Rusty Buckets's leg? You got a crazy life, man. <laughs> just, just a lot of a lot of weird absurdities happening in your day to day. This is what happens when you have a following, I suppose. I suppose, man. I mean, shit. I mean, I I don't have a bunch of any following. You know, like my biggest platform is like three thousand fucking Twitter followers. Who, like, I'm sure all, most of them only follow me because I follow them back. But like. Okay. I mean, I got people sending me weird shit in my DMs a lot of the time, you know? Like, it's it's crazy out here being an internet person. person. Like, being being a public-facing individual is a... Uh... Sometimes you send me DMs people send to you about me. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 yeah. I, I would say I get a healthy amount of DMs. It was like, oh, shit, you're Rusty's editor. Good edits, man, blah, 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 which are, like, lovely comments. I, I like those. Um, but there are some weird ones out there for sure. It's nothing infuriates me more than them giving you credit for the deep dive edits. <laughs> I'm really proud of those. Like I, I've done new editing tricks on that, that I've never tried before. I'm like, damn, that shit looks good. Yeah. Like, wow, Rudy's killing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if only, man. If only. Rudy, Rudy's really going the extra mile on these. Yeah. No, not not quite. But hey, you know, dude, I'm 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 happy that you uh. I've managed. I'm going back to Arth, uh, Arnold's room and for the background. Um, I'm happy you've uh, found some fulfillment doing those edits. It's it's nice to have a, a creative outlet that matters. Yeah, once so I, once I apply for this internship and inevitably get rejected, I'm uh, I'm gonna go hard on on doing the hustle points news. I said last pod that this week I was gonna get uh, started doing yeah, the the TikTok series. <laughs> yeah no 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 no. i'm referring to um the short form version where i just do like the seven seconds or less segment um at like a daily rate which is something that wouldn't really be too hard to do and i really should um be a little bit more strict with myself and just get it the fuck done um but i'm gonna have to start on that that this upcoming week i just got too absorbed in a bunch of other bullshit this past week 
Uh, I mean, the hospitalization was like a serious wake up call, though, because like, I just don't want to fucking have failing kidneys when I'm like in my 30s or 40s or 50s. Yeah, or whatever, you know? not ideal. I don't, don't want to sure. be on dialysis. I don't want to get a kidney replacement. You know, I want to respect yeah, my body. Dialysis, <laughs> dialysis looks like it's sucked in Breaking Bad. Yeah, I mean, it's not to mention it's also like a scam. <laughs> like, I think John yeah. Oliver did a whole yeah, did. episode on dialysis. He did. Um, which is, you know, another <laughs> inevitably lovely thing just from Ronald expose Reagan. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a, you know, you talk about accomplishments earlier. I, I feel relatively accomplished, you know, uh, in terms really of like how I've carved really... a lane for myself in this space. I don't think it's that important to place that much value on it because it's like you're just living life accomplishing at least from my perspective like a deep meaning of life point of view that i've always held is that there isn't a meaning but who cares just exist in the best way you can i, right. I don't need a legacy i don't need <laughs> i don't need the second screenshot's the funniest one it's yeah, like the, some joe kim noah shit the follow through. <laughs> uh but like i don't I don't view life as like, I got to have this accomplishment and this accomplishment, even though I have like benchmarks of like, I want to have this sub count at this point, And I want to be doing this type of video in this way. But my mindset is about the growth, not the accomplishment. Even though I have a hundred K, I don't think a lot about the fact that I have a hundred K or 150, just like, yeah, that's a part of my existence. Yeah. This is my accomplishment. This is my accomplishment. I feel like it's a very American thing. I'm sure it exists in other cultures, but like I, it feels very American to identify strongly with milestones in your career or what the fuck ever, or just things that could be measured in the outside world rather than just like internal things. Like, you know, just being confident in yourself or like, you know, just being able to um, establish daily routines that make you happy even which is still a little bit more external than you know might be uh preferred but it you know i i I set up to do like nba youtube type shit circa 2018 just because i would look at the landscape of it and be like this all has like potential but like i don't really fuck with almost any of it i feel like i could step in and do as good of a job as a lot of these guys and i wasn't exactly right about that but i did enjoy doing my podcast a whole lot while i still did it regularly and that that whole podcast was like basically me doing market research and publishing that for other people to to learn from because like anytime i'd have on a guest it would just be about their career as an nba youtuber you know like what does the past look like what's the present day look like what's the future look like you know well, tell me about your first video. Tell me about your your most recent one. And, and it was all, you know, for other people to enjoy and learn from, of course, but it was also for me to try to learn from too. And so now that I've done all that, and I'd like to continue doing this type of stuff, but, uh, you know, it's it's time Why? to kind of start putting the, the wheels. Why are you guys this. texting during Mojo's shit? He asked what wiping method he yeah, should use, and I said he should use yours. So and then he just replied, "How about not wiping at all?" <laughs> God, that, that would be the the really bold move. Who the fuck is watching this podcast and why? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I um, 
I want to get a bidet. Probably talked about this before, but yes, like we have. I don't I just, want to go into it again. This just sounds so nice. <laughs> when we had it at the Atlanta house, I was like, "Fuck yes, this is great." I did not <laughs> use it. I was terrified of it, dude. It was, <laughs> it's amazing. It was a nice one too. It had like warm water and shit. Nah, scared. Fantastic. That, that was a cool house. They had like a whole ass garden set up in the back. And oh stuff. yeah, that entire neighborhood. I was like, if this house was bigger, I'd straight up buy this fucking house. Mm-hmm. I, I like that neighborhood a lot because it didn't seem like it had like a strict HOA or yeah. anything like that. It's, it's just the whole neighborhood was a forest mm-hmm. and like there was roads paved and it looked like people were just like, all right, this is my plot of land. I'm going to build whatever kind of house I want. Right, right. It's, it's but they were all like every they, house was they, unique. They were all relatively similar in scale, but they were all different. Right, right. And the only nice neighborhoods around here that I've been able to find or like ones in like historic districts where the houses are just like way too high and like way too old and big to to be worth it for like someone like me personally but like those houses that just have a crazy inflated value compared to a house a block away from there you know or it's like some slightly modern suburban development that has like a, a pretty pretty samey feel all the way through but their HOA wouldn't be as strict as like some other modern developments would be where like there's like three or four houses in these neighborhoods that are like the size of three or four houses put together, <laughs> you know, and they just have like an absurd amount of land and space inside their home and they just stick out like a sore thumb. It's crazy. Man, I drove through the neighborhood where um, Agent Zero and Legend of Winning live. Mm-hmm. That neighborhood was like every house in this neighborhood is like at least five hundred thousand dollars like oh yeah and in atlanta too you know yeah but i was like i like the neighborhood where airbnb is in more just because it has a good vibe to it right like mojo and uh and uh alum were just like hey yo where the fuck are we what is this i can't tell if we're in the boat or not yeah (laughs) i was like man i feel pretty safe here (laughs) yeah i think every but when we drove outside of it the area around it was pretty questionable but the actual neighborhood itself it was almost like it was like the eye of the storm maybe (laughs) maybe i felt incredibly safe in that area it's called like stone mountain i think were we in stone mountain i think so dang i didn't even know wait i think yeah yeah i think you're right yeah maybe neighborhood in stone mountain it's pretty lit uh, I don't know. I, although I don't know if I want to get that Airbnb again because I want to get something a little bit better that didn't have cockroaches in it. Uh, yeah, that was, that was the only negative was uh, the the bugs continually popping up, which is like shitty as hell. Like I had a bug problem here in my apartment for a little while, but I solved it by just calling the exterminator. <laughs> and like after a couple weeks, like very minimal bug exposure. After that, you know, I might get one here or there, but. You know, it was cool. I had a conversation with the exterminator while he was doing his job. He was a super friendly dude. And I learned a lot about the, the nature of how these fucking bugs crop up and shit. And I, I learned it's mostly about moisture. It's not really about like food waste and stuff like that, or just like general dirtiness. That a lot of the time, it's just like these bugs need water. <laughs> and so that's why they stay in the wet areas, like your kitchen and bathroom not so much of those areas are dirty per se it's just the wetness of it i'm waiting for mojo to get back so we can get yeah uh, three minutes my ass (laughs) ironically (laughs) my ass i think you mean his ass yeah i've been saying that phrase my ass a lot lately i don't know why 
My boy Nicholas on Twitter is just having a heartbreak over the fact that a cat he discovered outside has an owner. Oh, I mean, all cats have owners for the most part. Nick is somebody we should have on this pod. He's a cool ass dude. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I, uh, we got Cone coming on in a couple of weeks. Cone's a cool dude. Uh, I, I don't know. He's back. Is, but hey, hey, it's time for the review. Rudy, make your background the Michael Jordan I'm back image. dead silence yeah put your put your mic on mojo uh yeah we'll go with this one i can't do the the exact iconic one because it wouldn't now drop correctly me. yeah now we hear you okay <laughs> just, right, just, so go, just go interview. below the desk it was rough my talk my competition was kind of tough you know what i'm saying Defense was elite. It was... oh well <laughs> oh anyways post-game interview Post-game interview, defense was tough. You know what I'm saying? The competition was a lot more rougher and physical than I thought. A lot of contact. You know what I'm saying? At first, I was startled. But uh, we got through it, pushed through. Put the ball in the basket. And we made it. Yeah, put the ball in the basket. Splashing all over the place, bro. Crowd went crazy. (laughs) And all that. So it was great. um, Did you go between the legs or why pluck a sane human being? Fuck! Why? Dude, uh, surprisingly, I, 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 had, I went. Pizza bagels just tagged me in porn. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> hey, dude, he did. He's on the block list. Yeah, pizza Adam. bagels banned from the podcast. <laughs> I bookmarked it. Anyways, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't even know people were like bookmarking porn on Twitter until like, I didn't even realize. So Every time I stroll past nudity on Twitter, I feel like a like a cop is staring over my shoulder. I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck! I didn't even mean to. Hmm. <laughs> mm. mm, that post game interview was great. <laughs> I was holding that in for like at least thirty minutes. Okay, good for you. <laughs> You know, both teams played hard, but, you know. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what, what were you guys talking about right before I, I came on again? Fuck if I know. <laughs> it, 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 this is not even a podcast conversation it, anymore. This is just me and Rudy talking. Okay, I have a topic. You guys remember Lil Tay? Yeah. Oh, I saw oh, something about yeah, that. Yeah, that shit seems Yeah, like the youngest flexor. So, I mean, that was um, obviously some sus shit from behind the scenes from the beginning. Yeah, it really, it really is. So Lil Tay is a little like little girl who, I think she's based in California or some shit like that. I don't know, but she's some Canadian. little girl, she is. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't even know that. You probably know the story better than me, then, Rudy. No, nah, that's that's. I mean, probably not. I mean, all I saw was like one little thing that was like Rudy. Rudy is a little Tay historian, <laughs> right? Naturally. <laughs> <laughs> um, all all I saw was that like her father took all of the money she made in her fame you know a few years ago and now is like fighting her mother for custody over her and like there's been like alleged abuse there and stuff like that i mean i can tell um, she has like a gofundme set up i could tell it was some yeah. abusive manipulative shit from behind the scenes from the very beginning because that's pretty much how it always is with a child star especially one that's like mm-hmm. yeah being belligerent for attention like that's obviously some manipulative yeah. stuff behind the scenes. My understanding of Lil Tay's like origin is that a lot, it, like her brother was like the producer and creator behind like mm-hmm. the Lil Tay image and, and accounts and everything else. And it wasn't mm-hmm. like her parents; it was her brother. 
damn. So yeah, yeah, I heard the same thing about um Lil Tate. Like what turns out is that like Lil Tate's brother way back in the day, like 2019 or whatever, was the one who Way was behind. back in the day, two Yeah. years ago. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so like 2019. Um yeah, her brother was behind this telling her what to do and then seeing the numbers right like rise up, shoot up. She gets so much sponsorships and all sort of shit. That's why that's how she'd make her money. And um it just and come to find out, like Rudy said, <laughs> that picture kills me all the time. I remember like this this one video that's that stuck in my head. She she was like telling her, she was telling everybody how two years ago she used to be broke and how like she had to go put mom like food on her mama's plate. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Two years ago, you're like You're in a diapers. child. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you talking? You probably didn't know how to Two talk years ago, as fluent. two years ago, I was in third grade. <laughs> I was getting D's on my progress report. I had no money to my name. My allowance got cut off. <laughs> yeah, fucking. My God, but yeah, that story, that story just, I see, I see it, but I just cannot like sympathize with it just because of like how she made her money was basically shitting on other people. You know what I'm saying? He In, wasn't actually in a comedic. really doing that, though. That's Yeah, the thing. I know that is true. That is true. But then like she was, she was, ex she was asked to do those and now she's, and now she's being like. I don't know how to word it, bro, but it just like this whole situation just doesn't sit right with me, bro. And I saw a whole TikTok about it, and this, like Indian dude was talk, was talking about how he was being called broke by this little girl, and now she's asking, no, she's not asking for money, but her people's asking for money. He's like, nah, fuck you, I'm up and you're down, you're broke. <laughs> She was God, just that's funny. talking about a child, <laughs> bruh. Like it's, yeah, it's not her fault. yeah, just the whole I situation will say is those just videos fucked. made me want to jump off a bridge anytime I heard her voice. It's Yeah. like Jesus Christ is the Lil worst T, thing. I'm the youngest flexor alive. Yeah, bro. I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if myself. She's like talking so much shit with money in her hands. Like, I got a fucking roly. It's like, shut up, you little <laughs> go to class. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, bro. She's just crazy. But yeah, that's a little taste situation. I hope everything works out. Her father looks really shitty. I saw that like he he's married to some other like Asian women and some other shit like that. And he's like spoiling her and using all this money that he got from Lil Tay to go ahead and go crazy, go on vacations and all this other crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> wonder if he's a libertarian Uh, just imagine like putting money and fame over your family dude how fucking little shit of a person you have to be unless your Yeah, family's bro. like bad but not your child Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a there's a subreddit called like raised by narcissists or something like that i, I could imagine like a sister subreddit it's like parents of narcissists <laughs> just shitting on their kids Yeah, my parents should join that subreddit. subreddit. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a narcissist, whatever the term is. <laughs> no I, I don't Asshole. think so at all yeah no i don't i think narcissism is a um You know, I don't want to like demonize uh, like what we could call a mental disorder, I suppose, um, because there are narcissists who like recognize their own tendencies and, and try to try to do better, even if it's in like a performative way. Um, but I just I, I couldn't imagine living that way. It's, it's weird to try to empathize I think with that perspective I think of narcissism like deeply lacking is empathy. I think narcissism is a deep genuine belief that you were better than everybody else and because of that nobody else matters besides for yourself 
which is definitely not how I feel. <laughs> right. So I am objectively better than all these people. Definitely, definitely not don't come the case. The That's good. That, that'll help me sleep at night. <laughs> well, uh, I'm pretty much all topped out of questions. So unless um, y'all got shit you want to go into. I got to go record abuse. a post game. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're just talking about. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I got to go record a post game recap. That'll be fun. I see y'all don't know that TikTok audio. No, no, I don't. You don't. You don't know the child abuse. Yeah, (laughs) abuse. Oh, pardon. I can't talk. I, I, I I was hospitalized yesterday. Give me some bread. Give me some (laughs) slack. Is that your excuse for everything? (laughs) It it is now. It is now. Hopefully, I can make it to the YMCA tomorrow and manage to go on my date that I have scheduled. But they're only open for like four hours on Sunday, so I might not make it. Oh but... fuck, Rudy, pain. Make it work. If it's important to you, you make it work. I just want to point out really this Noah. I just want to point out this Noah Terranova tweet. The man. He goes. All of this Michael Porter Jr. is the next NBA superstar talk is going to come to a screeching halt when the NBA mandatory vaccines start rolling out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Mega He's Porter not- Jr. <laughs> Bro, this whole this entire account is just, or this entire podcast is just us reading funny tweets. <laughs> yeah, we're just literally vibing. Yeah. All right, yeah, nothing wrong with it. I mean, the last fucking, like twenty five percent of this podcast was like not even good for entertainment it's just us talking people fuck with it man people fuck with it we got (sighs) we got a loyal fan base here on the on the rusty and mojo show i don't know why it's garbage (laughs) it's because it's real man there's nothing performative about it we just come in here and authentically have a conversation catch up i'm actually uh, a completely different person behind the scenes (laughs) (laughs) right as soon as the recording on the zoom call stops you just your voice drops a whole vocal tone and you start talking about the most sinister of topics i'm extremely extraordinarily hollywood (laughs) (laughs) all right well that's that podcast (laughs) is done bye bye